Blog Talk Radio. Again, 
end time prophecies. Uh, we changed it up just a little bit. Uh, tonight's topic is actually end time prophecy and spiritual wickedness in high places. We're going to be talking about end time, of course, uh, prophecy, of course, end time prophecy, but we're going to also highlight spiritual wickedness in high places. The last shows have been talking about, uh, or the last show we talked about spiritual wickedness uh, on a, on a, on a kind of a lower a lower level I don't know if there's such thing because the enemy is the enemy wherever he's working it ain't lower or higher but working with individuals like every, just everyday life uh, versus uh, what we're going to be talking about tonight which is going to be spiritual weakness in high places we're looking at things like you know what's happening in the Pentagon and what's happening in the White House and what's happening at the keg and what's happening at just various powerful people that run our world Illuminati you know just various things uh, that's what we're going to be looking at tonight family and friends so if you tune in for anything else you probably have the wrong show tonight again we're talking about spiritual wickedness in high places this is the end time prophecy series don't know how long we're going to go with the series family and friends but right now we're just swinging at it trying to come at it different ways why why because family there are a lot of people that are confused about right now a lot of people are hopeless right now a lot of people are anxious right now a lot of people are uncertain right now and confused right now and as you know as as we have been talking about mostly on this show father's resurrecting his, his people his once chosen uh, lost tribes of israel and this right here is a big enough revelation uh, but what somebody has not done yet is from that perspective of waking up to who the true jews of the bible are the true israelites of the bible from that perspective, what is end-time prophecy? Now, this is something that have not been done. I have not heard, I don't think, one show from someone speaking on end-time prophecies with the revelation of who the true Jews are, because they are the central, one of the main focuses in the book of Revelation. We're going to talk about it a little later on. But before I get too deep into all that, I just want to thank again everybody that's been trapped, that's been on bear with me, folks. Everyone that's been following us since 2011. 2011, we've been at this, and we've had some of you that's been following us just that long, and I really appreciate, really appreciate it. I can never take that for granted. And uh, also, we have my biological family and friends. And 15 states now, I've been saying 13, but it's 15 states that may tune in as well, have been tuning in from here, from various states. Thank you, Douglas Kennedy family as well. So tonight, family, again, we are seeking the, seeking the Father's heart about this topic. I know we're mere men on the line here, but mere men can get a word from the Most High. Mere men can speak the oracles of the Father if they listen. And that's all we're trying to do tonight, just just not being know-it-alls. We just come at you tonight as servants that just love the Most High and trying to obey Him. That's all there is to it. Uh, we're uh, Tonight, specifically, we're talking about end-time prophecy uh, and spiritual wickedness in high places. Just what is the Father saying with regards to that? What is He saying in regards to end times? What is He doing with His people? What is He doing in the earth? 
You know, because if you don't know, you might be strengthening the hands of the wrong people. You might be on the other side. You may be supporting something and putting your strength into something that's causing your own demise, family and friends. This is the truth. So help me. This is the truth. So, anyway, tonight our guest is going to be uh, the one and only. Uh, Brother John Clark is going to be joining us. And Brother Ella Shua is going to be joining us. Sister Eliana, I think she may be joining us. There's some, just some issues that may uh, that I think she have to tend to. So we'll see if we uh, get the, uh, the, the the pleasure of having her on again. Hopefully we will. She has been a blessing. But we'll see by Sister Eliana. But for sure, Brother John Clark is going to be with me. He's a uh, this brother, the father, has really blessed over the years to learn a lot about Satanism and end time events. And y'all going to be blessed tonight to hear from Brother John. As well as Brother Elishua that's going to be coming on a little later. Uh, again, these, these brothers and sisters are very busy, very busy. And I just thank them for all the work, hard work, especially Sister Eliana, that have happened over the last few months. Um, uh, well, actually, it's more than a few months for Sister Eliana. So I just really appreciate all that she's done. And so you may be joined by her tonight, but for sure, Brother John, as well as Brother Elishua and myself. So tonight, let me go ahead and just read, read the show's description. Can't go wrong reading the show's description. So actually, before I do that, let me just say this. Uh, I uh, want to just remind everybody, because a lot of you just simply don't, uh, you don't know that you can Google Five Song blog talk radio and you can get any of our shows again if you missed any of the previous shows you can always google five smooth stones blog talk radio it's just that simple family and friends a lot of y'all don't know that so you if you're wondering about any any of the five topics we deal with any of the five topics we deal with, and that's what we call the five smooth stones. We're dealing with five topics or five answers that I asked the Father a long time ago in 1987. And when he gave me the answer to those five questions, it ended up being pretty much five topics that I call five smooth stones. And that's what the stones are, just nothing more than topics. So, anyway, this is what I read early for many of you. Uh, well, actually, uh, for those of you that got a text or email, this is what I sent to you. And it goes something like this. End time prophecy and spiritual wickedness in high places. And I went on to say, in this end time prophetic series, we discuss topics from a Hebrew Israelite perspective such as New World Order, the Vatican, Population control, eugenics, vacate, uh, excuse me, vacation, vaccinations for genocide, vaccinations for sure, questions centered around vaccinations, for, for sure, for sure, mark of the beast, mystery Babylon, social media zombies, social media surveillance, Rap's deviant culture. It's not all a rap, but 
rap definitely have a deviant culture. Not all of it, but part of it is definitely de- deviant. We look into that. White supremacy, beast in the revel- look, beast in revelations. If I can talk tonight, uh, real Jews slash Israelites scattered globally, now resurrected, and a remnant of them used mightily. Let me repeat that. We also discuss. These again are topics that we may discuss in this series sooner or later. Real Jews slash Israelites scattered globally, now resurrected, and a remnant of them used mightily. We also discussed the gay agenda. We'll be discussing that. What is the enemy up to with this gay agenda? Because it's definitely the enemy. Also, the rap, uh, the, the the rapture. In the thousand years reign of Christ, spiritual warfare in high places, which is what's happening tonight. New Jerusalem, Armageddon, and more. Any of these topics could be discussed tonight, but we're going to try to stick with spiritual wickedness in high places, but just know we can we can go either way on any of those. We may bring up any of those. That's why I just kind of put it all out there, kind of generally speaking tonight. We'll just see what the Spirit wants to do through us. Um gonna go ahead and go to the phone lines now wait another minute and bring on our brother John Clark all the way in Kentucky uh, so let's go go here I think this matter of fact John if you're in the house if you could press one okay here we go okay area code nine seven two seven five five is a Dallas number but for sure he is in Kentucky brother John Clark are you there I am here what's good bro Seth? How are you doing, brother? How are you doing? Shalom, shalom, brother. Good to be back in the saddle again. Big up to Five Smooth Stones. Of course, to you, bro, Seth. Be sure to give my regards to Arlene. Y'all are my benefactors, as it were, for the past two years. Many people are not aware of that, but I just wanted to show um, just consideration for the people who looked out for me, allowed me to get to a place that I needed to get to. So that I could launch and do what I needed to do. So big ups to five smooth stones. You broke that, the darling. Yes, I will. I definitely will. And um, brother, I just want to thank you again for coming on the show tonight. A, 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 a serious but uh, relevant, informative show coming uh, uh, the way of to the people tonight. And I thank you for in advance for contributing to this heavy topic tonight, okay? And uh, by the way, family and friends, just so everybody know, I initially did cancel the show because I wasn't doing 100%. So just know that if, if I slip up and, you know, and uh, just know that your brother's not 100% tonight, but we're going to swing it as best we can, okay? And that's why we have strong brothers like Brother John and Brother Elishua in days like this to just help a brother out. But go ahead, John, and just let everybody know a little bit about you, a little bio of you, uh, who you are, uh, whatever you want to share. I know you do several things, and, and go ahead and talk about a little bit about what interests you in this topic and, and just what the Father has given you, just just not everything, but just, just what topics, what area of studies, if you if you will. So kind of that, wrap that up in the bio. No more about three minutes, please. All right. I am the international man of mystery, number one. <laughs> <laughs> I, couldn't help, 
I couldn't help itself. Sometimes your show does need a little bit of levity. <laughs> and I, I don't mind being that guy. My name is John Clark. Uh, I actually am a native of Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, but I choose to not spend a whole lot of time here because I'm a grown man and it's winter time here in the winter where it's fall in Dallas or wherever the case may be. Uh, my background is such that number one is that I came from poverty. And so what's often you'll find with me is that when I speak of my people, uh, I may be speaking about people who had a very difficult time in their young lives and was looking to accomplish things later in life. Those are my people just as much as black people, just as much as the the true Israelite person, uh, just as much as the believers in the Messiah. That's my, my physical, that's a part of my physical makeup. Um, I was uh, brought up primarily by my aunt and my grandmother. From time to time, I'd be with my mother. Um, as a result of living with my aunt, I was able to go to Oral Roberts University uh, under the faculty discount, and that's where I came in contact with the Messiah and the Most High by, by way of the Messiah. Um, be, became born again, if you will. My spirit was revived there. I went on to study business with a marketing emphasis, and uh, as it stands, I am a mortgage broker, even though Hopefully, with, with Brother Seth's help, I'll be able to pull credit. I'm a startup, president startup, um, with a brilliant marketing plan from God himself. I know you may be thinking, God gave you a marketing plan? He absolutely did. It was just brilliant. Um, I'm looking to execute that within the next quarter, um, as well as some other endeavors. As far as what it is that we're discussing tonight, um, Brother Seth turned me on to uh, the fact that who we were flesh and blood, the, the offspring of Jake, uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This is over 25 years ago, folks. We are sure that at the time that we discussed it, there wasn't a whole lot of information. There wasn't a whole lot of scriptures. But when I touched base back back in 2012, oh, there's a litany of information. It is just overflow. There's a lot of misinformation as well. But in light of my three-minute uh, uh, parameters, I'm going to leave that at that. Just know that me and Brother Seth, his wife, Darlene, super close, L close, Yashua close. I'm cool with these cats. Um, and forgive me for speaking slang sometimes. That's kind of my, my hip-hop style. Um, I can keep it thorough and, and, and be very professional when I need to, but I kind of lay back on five new stones. But that's John Clark. Yes, yes, yes. Well, again, I appreciate you, brother, for coming on and uh, and contributing and just thanking you in advance for that. Folks, again, tonight, end time prophecy and spiritual wickedness in all, excuse me, spiritual wickedness in high places. Uh, I named various things that we're going to be talking about. Or we, let me just, let me back up here. The, the list of topics that I put out there, uh, just no family and friends. It's just as the spirit will when we hit those. Obviously, we can't talk about all of those. It's just too deep. Every single one of them is a show. But I just wanted folks to know that we're going to be hitting probably all of them, maybe most of them. I know for sure Brother LSU is coming on. It's just, it's just a heads up to, to everybody. This brother's coming a little later on. He's going to be talking about several things, but one of the things in particular is going to be talking about Revelations 12. For those who just love Revelations 12, how 
talks about uh, making war uh, um, with the remnant, uh, how the beast is going to make war with the remnant of the woman's children, which is Israel. And he has got some things to share with y'all on that. Brother John and I, we, y'all just, just, we're just going to keep it, keep y'all in suspense right now. To be very honest with you, family, friends, I'm just going to keep it 100, as they say, in the streets. Brother John and Brother Elishua, and as well as Sister Eliana, none of us have uh, really dialogue in depth about what we're going to talk about. And sometimes that's that can work out for the good, you know, because sometimes things that uh, are unplanned make the best plans. If you will, the Father can have His way more. Other times you got to be more organized. I understand that too. But tonight, just so you know, we all going to just pull from experiences what the Father has showed us. Uh, for sure that it's going to be happening or is happening or that have happened with regards to the book of Revelations and end time events, book of Daniel, etc., etc. I just want to say one more time to those followers of Five Smooth Stones since 2011 and really anybody, um, family and friends as well. Um, last four shows uh, like I said, you can Google that, and all you got to do is type uh, Five Smooth Stone Blog Talk Radio and whatever the topic is, like, for instance, End Time Prophecy, and you'll get all the shows. Also, I want to remind everybody to follow the show. If you got a link from me uh, via text or email, on that link to the right up at the top of the front page of uh, Five Smooth Stones, you should see something that says follow. All it's going to do is ask you to log in with Facebook or Twitter, and it'll give you reminders whenever we have shows. That's very important to anybody to do blogs. This is your way of, of paying us or, or showing uh, some type of homage or, or, or uh, uh, just just being thankful. Simply click on that button and let us know that you uh, really appreciate what we're doing. And uh, this, again, is your way of saying thanks to us, okay? You want to follow the show. Any blogs you listen to that you are blessed by, follow the show. We're not asking for any money or anything like that. We're just asking you to simply follow the show and get reminders sent directly to your Facebook or Twitter. Also, also, um, we've done over 360 shows. And uh, really briefly, I'll say this. Uh, uh, folks, five smooth songs is nothing more than five answers I asked the Father many years ago. Uh, uh, and uh, just every once in a while, I like to go over those questions. So I'm going to do that really brief. I'm going to do it in record time, Brother John. But in 1987, after going through uh, uh, serious racism in the church, I asked the Father five questions, five simple questions. I had been hearing that the father was getting ready to use the black man like never before, and the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. Again, I had been here in 1987 and 88. Actually, I asked the five questions in 88. Now I think about it. I have to settle down here, y'all. Slow down. But it was in 88. 87 to 88, I went through all types of, the Father showed me serious racism in churches. But I kept hearing this, even in those racist churches uh, that where I was at, because uh, I worship a lot with whites as well as blacks, so-called whites, so-called blacks. And I kept hearing from all types of ministers uh, that the Father's going to use a black man like never before, and the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. And so uh, I asked them why. Why 
Why was he going to use the black man? For those of you that think I'm a racist or something, y'all really need to listen to this. I asked the father why was he going to be using uh, the black man. It just sounded uh, racist. It just sounded like something that people were just doing to play with your emotions, Brother John. Uh, I just, just The father always worked with those that seek him, not so much your skin color. So I asked him why is pe- are people saying this. Uh, another thing I asked the father was, and not in this order, uh, folks, I don't remember the order. I do think I remember asking that one first, but I don't remember the order after that. But it was, I would ask him questions like, were there any blacks in the Bible? Because I kept hearing things like, you know, there were blacks in the Bible, and, and, and this person was black. And I wasn't caught up in it at the time. You know, I had a white Jesus on my wall like everybody else. I have Bibles with, with white images in it. Wasn't, didn't care about it. Didn't bother me. I worshiped the Father. Not caring. So, but, so that, that tells you my heart right there. But I did ask him, were there any blacks in the Bible? Another question I asked the Father was, what's going on? What's going on? Uh, <laughs> I asked him, I said, I keep hearing that there's wars, Brother John, planned as far as, I, I've heard, I heard at the time it was like 30 years in advance, wars planned as far out as 30 years in advance, and I heard there's some called Illuminati, uh, 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 back then it was just say the Illuminati were no New World Order yet in, in 1988 I don't remember hearing it anyway and I asked him what's with this uh, you know Illuminati and I was asking him I heard there's uh, small families that control the whole world is that true and I, I, I heard that, that news there's such thing as fake news that there's staged events everything that happened in the news is not really real there's staged events that happen in our world and I asked the father what is going on I can't trust ABC CBS NBC can I know what's going on I asked him what is going on another thing I asked the father was can I see the world can I see the world I said I didn't ask to be born in the United States I say I'm finding out a lot of our the ministers that I really love are racist they're, they they preaching truth but they have uh, a secret feelings towards African Americans and they don't want to tell us the truth about who we are I mean, actually I didn't even know to say that I think I said something along the lines they're not telling us the truth can I travel the world can I travel the world that that that's that's what I asked him. I just said, can I hear another perspective other than the USA ministers and USA education and USA information? I just wanted another perspective. After all, America is just one thought, you know, folks, pretty much. And then last question, uh, one that's in this order, it was, can I understand the book of Revelation, which is what we're going to be talking about tonight. Y'all going to hear some of the things the Father blessed me to learn. Uh, but I asked those questions, can I understand the book of Revelation? And it came to something like this, and I'm going to speed this up, so y'all got to listen real careful, okay, because I got for time's sake, I'm going to speed this up. If you want to hear more about this, you can always, go, again, go to Google and type in Blog Talk Radio, Five Smooth Stones, uh, what is the purpose of Five Smooth Stones, just that that topic right there, you'll get this a show that I devoted these five questions to. But folks, the Father's not using the black man. Uh, as, as the ministers were saying, uh, well, let me just say it another way. 
reason the father is going to be using the black man, it's not because he's black, brother John, but because of the information he's going to be bringing out in these last days. In these last days, our white brothers and sisters who love the father, everybody have areas of their life they're they're weekend. And when you've been raised, for the most part, and there's some blacks as well, that's white supremacists because it's not a people, that's a philosophy. When you've been raised by this philosophy, you're going to be reluctant to teach this. So a lot of whites mostly is reluctant to teach this because it's making them look really bad because of the things their forefathers have done and everything, and the fathers unrevealing un- un- a lot of these things, a lot of what's going on coming on America is not good, it's not pretty, just like the browning of America. That's not something whites are happy about, and that's why a lot of them are killing us in the streets, because they don't want it to happen. They want America back again, white again, as Trump said. So a lot of them struggle in this area, and they are going to fight it, and this is why the Father is going to turn to those that do worship him in spirit and truth. Just so happens they're going to be people of color. Now, a lot of people of color is going to fight this as well. Some of you listen to me on the sound of my voice right now. You are some of those people. You're going to fight this because you're going to hear things about so-called black people that's just too positive. You've been brainwashed to worship another image, white supremacy, and you just can't handle the Israelites were black. The Bible was pretty much people of color. You can't handle it. The marriage is going to fall. You can't handle that because all your life you've been told white is best, white is... And you don't talk like that, but subconsciously, it's, it's, it's a problem for you because of white supremacy. So that's why he's using blacks in the, uh, blacks in the latter days, not because they're black, but because of whoever obey him with this final word that he's saying. And by the way, when we say end time, brother, brother John, when you hear the word term end, end time, when I'm, I'm going to go back to these last four questions, I asked the Father to create these five topics we call five from the sun. But uh, brother John, when you define the term end time, end time, really briefly, because we're going to be saying it a lot tonight. What do you think of when you hear the, when you hear the phrase end time? What that means to me is the end of the root. Of government rule, man's government, government rule. That's what that means. Matter of fact, I shouldn't say that's what it means to me. That's what it is. <laughs> and there's very few things that I'd be like, well, I won't say this is my opinion. That's what it is. It's the rule of the world as we know it. The world, the physical earth itself, still here, still here. But the government rule by man, no more. It'll be ruled by the Messiah. That's what end time means to me. And I will add to that, to me, I would say pretty much the same. I think when something is ending, oftentimes something else is beginning. And while America is falling, other nations are gathering strength. Remember that, folks. It's not bad news for the planet, especially for those that fear the Most High and that are living for Him, whose heart is after Him. You don't necessarily have to be perfect. You should strive for perfection. But, I mean, you have to have a perfect heart. That's that's what David had, a perfect heart. Not always perfect action, but a perfect heart. And I do mean a heart after the Father. If you do that, it's not ever gloomy times for you, ever. You never have to mourn. You may mourn for your 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 your, your comrades or your your, your nation, because Israel, uh, I believe, uh, is, at least in America, is uh, 
is one of the largest tribes of African Americans, and what we're going through as a people, yes, it brings a lot of tears to our eyes. But I'm talking about in your house, your home, if you obey the Father, none of those curses set forth in Deuteronomy 28, uh, Leviticus 26 should come near thee, could come come nigh thee. Now we talked about that in 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 part one and part two, so I want to get back in, in that again. But just want to hit that really quickly. What end time was, and the other thing I want to talk about is the last four questions here. If I can get back to them real briefly, blacks in the Bible. The Father come to show me, Brother John, and family and friends, five smooth stones, that it's not a matter of blacks in the Bible. First of all, black is a new term. No such thing as black. It's, it's, they were just dark-skinned people made from the dirt, and the dirt is brown. They're just brown people, and the and the Bible is full of them. That's who the Bible is talking about. White skin. White skin shows up as a recessive trait, and in Leviticus 13 is a a one type of plague as a result of sin. Don't mean that person, that individual is sinful. I'm not saying that, folks. Don't get me twisted here. I'm saying initially to lose hair was a sin. Going too tall was a sin. Initially, this is what happened when man began to sin. Our bodies started doing weird things, going too tall, going too short, losing hair. Women not being able to produce childbirth, children in birth, and, and just not able to live forever like the Father made our bodies to. Oh, yeah, and by the way, also to produce pigmentation. That is a result of a sin. Do you think the son killing people is what the father ordered? No, 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 no. People are supposedly covered with earth or melanin. We get into that in something called Bible leprosy. Again, you can Google Five Smooth Stone Blog Talk Radio Bible Leprosy to get more into that. Okay? So the Bible is full of dark-skinned people. I know. I know how I sound. I know how I sound. I know how it sounds. But it's the truth. It's the truth. The truth is often stranger than fiction. Third third question, again, not in this order, what's going on? And the Father came through with that question. I have been to 24 countries. I, obviously, he answered, yes, you can see the world. I've, I actually have seen not every... I mean, not every, you know, tiny aspect of the planet, but I've been to 24 countries. And I pretty much can tell you, folks, ABC, NBC, CBS, John, as I was saying earlier, truly was lying. The half have not been told. The world we think there is and the world it is is two different worlds. I mean, the truth, I can't say it enough, the truth is often stranger than fiction. My goodness. My goodness. But, um... The Illuminati pretty much in the New World Order is nothing more than a than, than a, a copycat of the kingdom of Yah or the kingdom of God on this earth. There is a rival kingdom. There is also a rival church. I know that sounds crazy, but there is the church over here, and then there's this other institution or institutions that look like the church, but they don't really believe and endorse the gospel. We may get into that a little later on, but about this kingdom, this rival kingdom, it's the Illuminati. It's powerful families that run this whole thing. 
these people don't make money. As a rule, if you work, okay, as a rule, if you're money hungry, you're not a part of this group we're talking about tonight. This group we're talking about don't worry about money. Their name is as good as millions of dollars. Banks go after them, go after their uh, organizations. These are powerful hitters in our world, the ones that form the banking system. Everybody always talk about Rockefeller, but it's more than Rockefeller. It's a lot of players. You know, some estimated it's a, a family of 300. We'll talk about that. I can't wait to get John going on this and just let him just fire up on that uh, with the whole banking system. But, folks, I found that our world has been taken over. Pretty much it's like this, and I want to go to the next one, but let me just say this real quickly, family and friends. Pretty much. It's two players, two types of players in our world, those that are full of the Holy Spirit and those that are full of Satan. Everybody else is just kind of echoing off those people. Nobody else can deal with those two people, either full of the Most High or you got to be full of Satan. That is our world. People say it's all about money, not necessarily Christ called the God of this world Satan. If he calls Satan the God of this world, you probably should call the God of this world Satan also. As a matter of fact, we talked about spiritual warfare last week, but I just want to say this really briefly, John. I'm just timing them and coming to you because you've got the floor tonight, brother. You're going to do more talking on fire smooth than you ever have, just so you know. But I remember when Christ was speaking with his disciples, and he told them from now on, He's not going to say much to them because the God of this world cometh, and he has nothing in me. Now, that right there should not scare you, but that is spiritual warfare for show in its advanced stage. I'm going to say it again. The Messiah was talking to his disciples. And he said, from now on, I'm not going to say much. He said, because the God of this world cometh. In other words, Satan is coming in our presence. We're talking about John 14 and 30. The God of this world coming, and he don't have anything in me. In other words, he don't know what's inside of me. That's why we got to watch what we speak. Y'all thought those pictures are just, just talking. No, you got to watch what you say. Satan cannot read our minds. So, what's going on is those two players, those two kingdoms. And it's, if you, you want to win, you got to be sold out and possessed or filled with either one. There are no other players. So when you see people some of their worship Satan, eh, they kind of want to be. They, you know, you, you, anybody that worships Satan ain't going to tell you they worship Satan. Anybody that worships Satan will probably come as an angel of light. You're going to probably think they are on the Lord's side, on the Father's side. Anyway, that's what's going on in a nutshell. It's a whole lot more than that. We talked about a thing called New World Order. You can also Google that, Google Five Smooths on Blog Talk Radio. Excuse me, Blog Talk Radio. 
one world government, and you'll get a lot of shows. As a matter of fact, Brother John, it got so bad on Five Smooth Stones that I went into a slight depression, and I canceled shows for like a year because so many people was calling in, uh, brother, with so much information on what's going on, and it was, and it was, I don't know why they just kind of felt like my show was the show to call a dump. And I remember just many people calling and just sharing secrets of things going on in their world. And everybody listening knew it was the truth. Those shows went into the thousands because people knew this is something. People calling and sharing. And I remember one white sister, I hate to say white, but I, I say it for a reason. I want everybody to know that we got all kind of contributors. But she called the show. And she was moved by some things she heard. And she, her thing was she wanted to go to Africa to expose the vaccines given to thousands and thousands of Africans that was wiping them out. This girl had did her research and dug and dug and dug and found out these vaccines given to the Africans by the Chinese was not a good thing. And she would come forward with all types of proof, Brother John. And, I mean, this is the kind of things we happen on that happened for many years on five smooth songs under the name of a one world government. Okay, a new world order, excuse me. And also, uh, the book of Revelation, I asked the Father, could I understand the book of Revelation? You're going to find out tonight about that question, whether or not he really answered. So tonight we got a lot coming at you. Brother John, again, I thank you for tuning in and helping me out tonight. Really appreciate it, brother. Uh, I want to go off, go ahead and start with something, Brother John. Um uh, Actually, let's do this. Let's just do something a little different. Why don't you share anything on your heart, John, that you want to share with the people? we got a phone line full of people. I do mean all kind of – they're all over the country. I, I know some – well, I don't know if I've seen California yet. Yep, yep, I think that's California. But anyway, uh, let me just go ahead and go here. I think Sister Eliana's in the house. Sister Eliana, if you're in the house, go ahead and press 1 on your phone line. Uh, believe it or not, I don't know your number by heart now. And plus, you'd be switching up. Okay, Sister Eliana's in the house. So let me just go ahead, Brother John, if you don't mind, and go to the phone lines and grab her. Okay, Sister Eliana Batya, all the way in Merced, California. Uh, how are you doing tonight, Sister? I'm blessed and highly favored of the Most High tonight. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Sister. Good to hear your voice. Good to hear your voice. Uh, uh, just haven't covered much, just talked about the show's description pretty much. But the LSU is going to be running a little late. And um, and like I told everybody earlier, again, everyone, he's going to be talking about Revelation 12 and how the scripture talks about how the beast, uh, the system, we'll talk about what that is, is going to make war with the remnant of Israel. And he is going to hit that hard and heavy tonight that's been on his spirit. But he's going to be talking about some other things. But he's not coming up until about, uh, about another 45 minutes. But Sister Eliana, go ahead and give us a little quick bio of you, how to get a hold of you, and what do you think of this topic in three minutes, and then we'll go back to the show and, and um, get into some of these uh, very serious topics. Okay, and first of all, I want to say uh, shalom and hello to Brother John. I heard you talking to him earlier, and I think he did shout out to me as well. And uh, for everyone else, okay, thank you. And for everyone else, I just want to say um, I'm Eliana Batya. I'm here in the Central Valley of California in the Merced area, which is um, the gateway to Yosemite National Park, if you know where that is and uh, have a little online congregation, as well as a few people that I'm mentoring 
and the ways of understanding who they are as Hebrews and also just basic biblical scriptures and principles for living for daily life. The best way to get a hold of me is Eliana Batya. um, I'm sorry, BethShalomJG at gmail.com on my email. Then also um, BethShalomMashiach on Facebook. And I can also, I also have a blog and it's called Fresh Wind of Torah dot blogspot.com and um, if that's if you want to get a hold of me that's the best way you can also get me on messenger at Eliana Batya on Facebook so Facebook is kind of the best avenue to reach me if you are trying to connect with me okay so I'm I'm really pleased to be here tonight I'm looking forward to hearing all the topics and uh, if I have any can input on anything I'm definitely um, excited about that as well and uh, looking forward to enjoying tonight's show. Well, I appreciate you again uh, stopping by and checking us out. Uh, I want to go ahead and go to you, Brother John, because I know uh, this is uh, due to your heart. Uh, of the of our friends that come on this show often, Brother John seemed to me is more concerned about end-time events more than the – everybody had their – proper gift and gifting and this brother is one of those brothers that seem to be really uh this should be dear to his heart especially satanism this is a brother i'm not gonna he may not want to be called an expert but this brother knows a lot so brother john before we get into the topics uh, of these topics actually let's get into the topics of these topics what what is on your heart um, what do you have to say to the people? Because I know there's always one topic that seems to be that eat at all of us, not eat at us, but it's more heavily on our hearts than others. So what's on your heart for the people so far? Uh, I'm glad you asked because it, it, I get what you were saying, how when you were doing the uh, law talk as it pertained to the one world government, and um, people. And, uh, hold on, hold on, are brother, hold on brother John. I for, uh, please forgive me. I forgot yes. to say this. You'll see, this interruption will be warranted. Folks, listen, we've been having a lot of trouble with blog talk, especially when we start getting really deep and we start hitting the enemy. If the show drops for any reason, this is very serious. I'm going to create a new show in less than a minute. Just call back again. If if the show drops, if you listen to Five Small Stone and something happens, simply hang up, call back. If you hear these words, there are no more shows scheduled. Know that that is an error. Keep trying. That means I haven't created it yet, but it should take me no more than about 90 seconds to create another show. I have to say that because our show been doing weird things lately. But go ahead, brother. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was saying that you were making – uh, mentioned moments ago about uh, previous blog talk shows where you were dealing with the one world government and people were calling in and it was kind of getting, um, uh, let's just say, deep and and it concerned you and it bothered you. I want people out there to know that, number one, if you're a born-again believer, Hebrew, Israelite, or not, you have to read because when you read, this is not a uh, a story or a piece of information that should concern you. This is the gospel. It's the gospel of the kingdom. The gospel of the kingdom is good news to you. 
it's bad news to the people who are arbitrary to the kingdom. You should be excited that you're living in the time where this one world government, matter of fact, let me, I've said this before, it's already in place. They just haven't told us yet. The financial system, it's already connected. All, the, the, the people that are heads of government, these people already are uh, uh, working hand in hand. They just, have, they, they just haven't told their people yet. Because when you tell someone like an American that you no longer have the sovereignty as an American, you are part of this, there's going to be issues. So they have to approach that correctly. But be assured, it's already in place, number one. But don't you be concerned, man of God, woman of God. People who are not born-again believers, including Israelites, you should be very concerned. As a matter of fact, this is the time. Matter of the words that I'm speaking to you, if they are, if you feel in your heart that you're like, you know, um, I don't want to live the life that I've been living. I want to be. I want to connect with what these brothers and this sister is saying. You need to follow back up with Seth, with Eliana. Um, they can they can show you the Messiah whom we serve. And, and he's our elder brother, but we choose to be servants unto him and unto our father. We, we choose that because of what he's done for us. It's victory for us. My kids know. I told them. If anyone asks you how I want to die, tell them I want my head cut off. <laughs> because to me, that's definitive. I, I want to be in the thousand-year reign. And it, it may not make sense to you, but for the people who try to save their lives, those are the ones who lose it. For the people who, try, who, who, who are willing to lose their lives, they're the ones who get life eternal. And so, again, do not be concerned, man of God, woman of God. Just because you haven't read enough to understand that this is an exciting time and the victory is yours, you just need to either read or at least listen to what Eliana or Seth is saying because victory is yours. I, that's what I initially want to state. I'm, I, I get geeked about stuff like this. That's the reason why I stay in Revelation because I want to see if God can show me something. As a matter of fact, folks, Revelation is not the end all of eschatology. It's just the book that, that says the name. It's revealed. You can go to Daniel. I, I found Revelation in Samuel when David was fighting Goliath. You'd be like, David fighting Goliath? David fighting Goliath is a type and a shadow of what's going to happen when the Messiah comes back. And I'm not going to get into that tonight. As a matter of fact, I'm going to Go to Brother Seth. I'll be like, Brother Seth, subsequent to tonight, I want – I've already told Seth to let me – Seth, you know what I'm I already told Brother yes, Seth to yes. let me talk to you all about some of the works of darkness. It's uncovering the works of darkness. In the, in, the, in the same way that I'm telling you now, Satan is subject to our Lord. He is subject to us. Our Lord – our Lord – is he is over everything. Well, why, why is all this suffering going on? Or why is this happening? We can't explain everything, but the one thing we do know is that if there is sin in the world, you're going to have some issues. But when I speak to people about eschatology, or, or that's the 
study of the end times. When I speak to them about the works of darkness that are taking place in the world now, the Illuminati, the, the 666, the beast power, folks, these things should not concern a born-again believer. The, it's true. When I say concern, I, I mean that you should be aware and steadfast, anchored by faith in what God has done for you. He has given us the blueprint of how to approach this. And so that's the thing that's on my heart. I just want people's minds to be at rest. You don't have to lose a wink of sleep. I'll sleep like a baby tonight, folks. I will sleep like a baby and hopefully go to the gym in the morning. I ain't did it in two weeks. <laughs> hopefully I'll do it tomorrow. But, folks, this is nothing to really be, like, scared about. This is something you need to be aware of. No soldier should be going into battle without expressed orders, and that's what we're trying to give you. Thank you. Very true. Very true. Very, very true. And uh, I, it's, the show is twofold, family and friends, because it's going to start off real slow here, and we're going to start hitting into some things and some of the things y'all hear. you got to remember what Brother John is saying, because if you don't, you don't do like your brother Seth. I mean, I had some shows where people was calling in and saying, Brother Seth, you know, they're doing this to our kids. They're doing this to our kids. And I said, what's your proof? I was here. I was there. This is what I know. Brother Seth is calling to the shows, calling to the shows. Some of the time there was guests on the show telling me things, and it's just overwhelming. It will scare the hell out of you. I mean, no human being can hear the true state of what's going on without the Father and it's almost like going to combat. It might be worse than going to combat in Vietnam and seeing the things. You cannot hear certain things unless you know that there is a God. Unless you know there is a God. And, I mean, you truly know him. I mean, truly, truly know him. And your brother, Seth, I'm confessing, I got into depression. And I know the Father, but, you know, I wasn't walking like I should. And I heard too much. So tonight we don't want to overwhelm you. You're not going to be overwhelmed tonight because this is this is this is the lesson we've learned. We're going to let you know tonight's show is twofold. It's great news, brother John, sister Eliana. It's great news to saints, those that fear the Most High. Why? Why is it great news? It's because of the safety coming your way. Safety. I put out some some pictures earlier by Mass genocide happening right now. I do not think everybody getting cancer really is getting cancer. There goes your first one. And I do think when they say the population, one out of four people is going to have it, there's a reason they're saying that. There's some evil people looking to adjust the population straight from Satan. And the Father has declared and promised those of us that are with him protection. We just have to know it and claim it. We can't be saying something silly like God wants us to come and play in his garden when we die early. We got to understand, okay, you know, we're warriors. Some of us going to fall in battle. Some of us may not, depending on how well we fight. But we got to not be calling what's of Satan, God. Babies dying early. That's not God wanting the little babies to come play with them. It's the crazy stuff they say at these funerals. we got to understand, we're in a war. Right now, we're in a war. Well, brothers, I thought you were going to talk about positive. This is positive. If you know where to go and, 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 you, and you have protection there and plenty of soldiers and plenty of artillery and there's nothing to worry about, it's 
it's a time to rejoice. I have to admit it will be some tears shed for some of our loved ones and some people we know and love and care for because everybody's not going to choose to walk with the Most High. But in terms of you and your family, if you seek the Most High, it is a time to be very encouraged and and, and, and just excited about what the Father is doing. That peace that passes all understanding, Sister Eliana, Brother John, is yours even in the midst of all of this. And this is what I had to be reminded of really clearly some years back when I went through that depression. Again, two kingdoms fighting. You're no match for him. You must know the Father. You have to follow his spirit. These folks is coming after us all kinds of ways. Diet. And I heard Brother John say about being beheaded. <laughs> I, I, I don't know about that. I don't know if I would say that, but I understand what he meant because the Bible promised a special blessing for those that happens to be called to go that way. There are some people that are called to die that way. They're maybe not you. Matter of fact, if you are scared and weird, for sure not you. But there are those that are fear that is fearless and they love the Father and they think if they have to go that way, great. The Father promised certain priority blessings upon those that are martyred. So don't think Brother John is cuckoo when he says he wants to be shot in the head. It's true. I say shot in the head, sir. <laughs> you said I'm equivalent. Did, what, what did you say? What did you say? I said beheaded, but I'm, I'm just playing over. Right oh now. my God, that's worse. That's worse. I'm like, the Bob- I'm like, look, <laughs> if, if if I die from a cyanide pill, as far as I know, I'm not getting up tomorrow from that. <laughs> like, you know. No, but in the in the scriptures it does. Well, we're going to talk about that a little heavier a little later on, but it does promise those that have martyred. I mean, it's it's like a red carpet they get. Everybody, you know, those that obey and follow the Father and stay true to the end, yeah, but those that are martyred, oh, my goodness. And I think that's where your brother's coming from. But listen, so, Stelian, what do you think of what you've heard so far? And i got a, uh, I've got a hand. This may be Brother Ella Shul coming on now. Think about it. So, uh, so Stelian, go ahead and comment, and then I'm going to go to the phone line. I think we've got Brother Ella Shul on, on the line. Okay, right now, I'm not in the best place to comment. I'm still heading back to a quiet place. I understand. Place, so I'm just going to be, I'm going to comment a little bit later on in the show. Okay, okay. Well, Is I'll tell you right? what, I'm going to put you on hold. Go ahead and press one so your hand will go down, and then when you can com- comment, just simply press one, and we'll bring you back on. All right, we understand. We understand, no problem. Okay, I'm going to go to the phone lines again and bring on our other guest, Brother the one and only Elishua, all the way in Fort Worth, Texas. Brother Elishua, are you there? Shalom, Brother Seth. How you doing? Oh, you sound in good spirits, Brother. You sound all like you ate your Wheaties. Uh, how you doing, Brother? <laughs> Man, I'm doing fantastic. I'm doing great. I'm sitting up here biting at the back. Yeah. Like a... What it up? What's up, yo, Brother John? What it do? <laughs> good, man. Amen. Well, listen. Yeah, I was gonna get well, it. Listen. No, I'm just saying. Go ahead. Well, go ahead if you could and uh, and give everybody please a bio of yourself, 
how to get a hold of you uh, because they're going to want to get a hold of you guys after tonight, I guarantee you. Y'all listen to what they say because you're going to want to contact these brothers and, and Sister Eliana. Uh, go ahead and let everybody know how to get a hold of you and just what you've heard so far if you heard anything. In about well, three uh, minutes, please. All, three minutes, please. First of all, you can contact me at, uh, you can hit, you can hit me up on Facebook, Elishua Israel Ellison, uh, Messenger as well. You can contact me also by email at electofisrael at yahoo.com. Um, and, you know, and if you message me and uh, we communicate, then um, I'm more than willing to, you know, forward my number uh, from that point. Um, as for me, my bio, um, I'm just a brother who loves the Most High and who's been walking with him to the best of my ability for about 30 years. Uh, the other brother on the line, brother, brother John, I call him Brother Yosef from his Hebrew name. Um, we have been friends. We have been brothers uh, since, that, since I attended ORU. Uh, John is an alumni of ORU as well. And we met there, and the Most High knitted us together like Jonathan and David. And, um, you know, uh, John is a brother that I think very highly of. There's not many people on the planet I have I hold in high regards, as well as you. Um, uh, as far as my bio, uh, I met you, Steph, shortly after I had been released from prison, and that's been many, many years ago. Uh, we hooked up over, the, over, over health and fitness and the word. And we've been the best of friends, brothers that stick closer than a brother. You know, you heard the scripture that says there's a friend that stick closer than a brother, and we've been like that for years. So for me, right now, uh, I will say this in regard to what I've heard, is that I'll say this, is that you need to live with a mindset that is we progress into destiny, into history, that if you're on this planet, and if you are living your life as one who is committed and submitted to the Most High, you very well may pay for your faith with your life. And as soon as you reckon that within your mind, it's all good from there on after. Because tonight, if I'm allowed to, I'm going to show you from the scriptures. No myths, no hearsay, no old folks' table, no religion, directly from the scriptures that those whom the book of Revelation was written to must live with the mindset that we must be the, the witnesses that the Messiah spoke to when he spoke to those people on the day of Pentecost, when he told them, he said, that you should go to Jerusalem and dwell there where you would become witnesses. Well, that word witness literally comes from the root word that means martyr. It means to die is a witness for the faith. And if you don't have that mindset, you might as well just call it a day right now and live however you want to live. Because if you don't have that mindset, the days in which we are progressing in, you're not going to make it. And Christianity is doing the church a disservice because it's having us believe that we're going to somehow be rescued and escape from this. No, this is the time, the time of the trying L. and the testing of our faith. L. Yes, sir. L. Yes, sir. I'm sorry. You actually... You actually, uh, we lost you for at least 45 seconds. No, 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 no. He's, right he's fine. Uh, no, no, I had you on hold. He's fine. He's, trust me, they oh, heard him. They just, it was just you. Go, go, go ahead, uh, Elisha. Yeah, yeah, my bad, my bad. Another, about another minute, wrap up, and then we're going to come back and, and let you really go at it. Yeah, so as I would say is that you need to live with that mindset. The scripture speaks clearly. It talks about enduring. 
you know, enduring until the end. And that literally right now in the times and the days that we live in, from what we're going to show you from Scripture tonight, you're going to know without a certainty that we live in those days. And you're going to know with a certainty that you are the target of the enemy. And you're going to know with a certainty that you are living in a country that represents evil throughout the world, without a doubt. Back over to you, Brother Seth. Okay, I appreciate that. I really do appreciate that. And Brother John, earlier, you was making some comments, and I want you to go back to what you were saying. Uh, um, I know it's been a minute, you know, because we had Sister Eliana we brought on, but I want you to go back to kind of hit more what you were saying, uh, Brother John. Uh, again, folks, you listen to Five Smooth Stones. Uh, network. I'm Brother Seth. We have on the line Brother John Clark in Kentucky, uh, Sister Eliana in Merced, California. I think Brother John is in Louisville, Kentucky, right? Or Lexington. Which is Brother John? Lexington. 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 So we got Lexington, Merced, California, two uh, brothers in Texas. So uh, tonight, again, uh, many of you, I see some of you just popping in, just popping in. So I'll read briefly uh, some of the things we may be hitting tonight. I'm just going to go through this really quickly. Earlier I sent this to many of you. I said, in this end-time prophetic series, we discussed topics from a Hebrew-Israelite perspective, such as the New World Order, Vatican, population control, eugenics, vaccination for genocide, mark of the beast, mystery Babylon, social media zombies. Yes, social media zombies. Social media surveillance. We ain't snow fool. We know what they're doing with Facebook. We know they're set up by the government or what is now or ran or used. Uh, raps, deviant culture, white supremacy, beast and revelation, real Jews slash Israelites, Scattered globally, now resurrected, and a remnant of them being used mightily. The gay agenda, the rapture, thousand-year reign of Christ, spiritual warfare in high places, which is what we're talking about tonight. New Jerusalem, Armageddon, and more. Any of these topics we may hit tonight, but for sure, spiritual warfare in high places. So, gentlemen, as we talk about different things, if we can kind of keep the bent spiritual warfare, that'd be great. Uh, Sister Eliana, I don't know if you can hear me now, but your hand is up. You may, you may want to press 1 now, and then when you can come on and you're free, uh, just press 1 again. Okay, Brother John, please, you was making some very, very needed comments before I um, went to Sister Eliana and Brother Elishua. Please go ahead and proceed with what's in your heart, then I'll go to Brother Elishua. Well, let me confirm. What you're stating is that... W- the parameters that you would like to keep us uh, within is spiritual warfare, or are you saying just whatever's on your heart? Really, just just know that a lot of people okay. are tuning in to hear how what is spiritual wickedness in high place. But at the same time, they saw that long list of the other things as well. All of this is spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare could be is, is is in regards to Mark of the Beast. Spiritual warfare is in Mr. Babylon. Spiritual warfare. All of it has to do with spiritual warfare, by the way. But I just want you to go well, on. You was doing I'm great, not- brother. If I may, I think that one of the things that I believe is at the pinnacle of importance for a lot of believers, keep in mind, I say believers specifically, and I stay away from the word Christian, and I'm confident that we will cover this at a later time. For the people who have taken on the, um, the name Christian, 
uh, you very well may be a believer, but there are some who are Christian and they're not believers. It's just a title and a club and, and it's a different type of understanding. I'm confident we'll talk about that, not this show, I'm sure it'll be a later show, but for the believers, there is a lot of discussion of about will you be here during the tribulation period? There is the discussion of pre-tribulation rapture, mid-tribulation rapture, or the rapture that takes place at the end of the tribulation. It goes without saying that if you are inclined to believe that you will not be here during the tribulation period, you may feel like there's no reason to even understand eschatology or what we're talking about, the study of end times. I just want to quickly, quickly refute the position that a person is going to be raptured away at the beginning or midway through the tribulation period. Uh, as a matter of fact, Seth, I'm gonna. I don't. I, I'm just gonna say what I'm saying, and you can jump in and stop me when you want to. But to me, there could be 50 percent of the people who are just like, yeah, I don't really have to worry about this. I'll be with the Lord then. No, you won't. <laughs> this is huge. This is huge. Um, and and what I'm about to tell you, I did not learn this from a preacher. I got this directly from God Himself. He gave me this insight. So let me start with with. Um, Thessalonians 4. This is a scripture that we're all familiar with. You know, you were on my toes just seeing when you said that about the people saying, I'm going to be the Lord, because I'm thinking to myself, and, and while you're getting that scripture, uh, a quick, quick interjection. I'm one of those first times to say that, John, because I'm thinking to myself, most people is going to die. Uh, not not necessarily a bad death, just, just old age. You know, we know a lot of people that's up in age. And so a lot of people, this won't even affect. So I tell people all the time, whether or not you believe what Brother John about to say or not, or rapture or pro-supre, just know we're going to be with our maker. Most, a lot of us, if what jumps off by the new world order happens, a lot of people are going to be dying early. They say one out of four people. So, yeah, I'm one of those that be saying, hey, <laughs> Well, most of us ain't going to probably even be here. I mean, I hate to go there. I'm just being honest. Again, those that follow the Most High, don't let none of these words we say trouble you. Like Brother Ellis, would say, yeah, there's some people that's going to be mortars and all that, but that's not everybody. The whole nation ain't going to be mortared. That's just not even biblical. It's going to be some that will be mortared that will have to die for the cause. And there will be, all of us may go through, but the, the martyred, excuse me. But my point is, Remember, folks, don't let anything of this being said tonight trouble your spirits. Go ahead, Brother John, please. Sure. First Thessalonians 4, I'm going to pick up at verse 13. Uh, Paul writes, but I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep or dead, that means they died, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which... Yes. Uh, I'm going to follow right in line thinking I'm interrupting you for a reason. You should know if I'm doing this, I'm doing this for a reason. I think that sure. it's where it, it, that everybody should understand what he's, what he's about to read 
is that you understand the context here. This letter, Paul wrote this letter to the Thessalonians, and the reason that motivated and provoked this letter was because the Thessalonians were led to believe by other uninformed believers that the rapture had already occurred, the catching up had already occurred, and they thought that they had been left behind to pull, to, to pull for a point of a phrase from a popular book series that has exploited this to, with, with erroneous teaching, and they thought that they had been left behind. So they wrote Paul and their concerns, and what you, you are about to read is Paul's response to them about the sole thing that we call the rapture, the catching up of the saints. I just wanted to lay that foundation for him. I'm glad you did that, L. And um, I want to bring to your attention that years ago, there was a man that interrupted me once. Once. (laughs) (laughs) What did you say, John? You remember that burrito where the guy said, he would always say, like, I remember a man that interrupted me once. One. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I told you know, you I'm going to bring some love into the My response is that it's, it's, it's Denzel from uh, American Gangster. My man. My man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, I hope y'all really did. That was a poignant observation that, that uh, L made, and it's important that that backdrop was laid because – Again, the whole objective of what Paul is doing is trying to give them insight into the inner workings of the end time. And, again, I will pick back up at verse 14. But if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so then also with sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this, say, uh, for this we say unto you by the word of the Lord that we which are alive, Remain until the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep or dead. Now, here's the important part, folks. For the Lord himself shall descend with, from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with him in the clouds, to meet the Lord in the air, and we'll forever be with the Lord. So, folks, he, the, the key word here, or phrase, I should say, is that when Christ comes back from heaven, he's going to come with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump. It's important to understand that that's a trumpet, a trump. When the trumpet makes a sound, it's called a trump. Okay? Note that it is a definite article. The is a definite article. A is an indefinite article. So he's not just saying a trump. That could be any trump. He is saying the trump. And so there is a specific trump that's going to take place. With that being said, there are several places in the Bible that you find trump. But one of the most important trumps that take place is in Revelation. I'm not going to take you there right now. Because what I want to do is take you to the, the type and the shadow. Again, it says when Christ returns, he's going to return with the trump. We all know that when the sixth seal is broken in Revelation, there's seven angels who are given seven trumpets. 
and they are to blow those trumpets one at a time, all right, so that there are seven times that, 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 that the trumps are blown. In Joshua, if you recall, Joshua took the children of Israel over the Jordan River. Folks, it's important to understand that the Jordan River separated what was the wilderness and the promised land. Once Joshua got over the Jordan River, he was walking and he saw a man. He approached the man and asked him, are you for us or against us? And the man said, no, just like that. He said, no, he is the captain of the host. Folks, this is none other than the Messiah himself, Old Testament Messiah. He is the captain of the host. Joshua, the way that we know that this is not an angel is that Joshua immediately bowed down to worship him, and he received that worship from Joshua. No angel in the Bible ever allowed a man to worship him. They would immediately tell him, stand up. I'm just your fellow brethren, and, and you, you know, you, you don't fall down and worship me. Only God himself or Christ is to be worshipped. Folks, if you go and read the story of Joshua, you will find that God told Joshua that you are to walk around Jericho seven times. You are to blow the trumpet. The people are not to make a sound. And when you get around on the seventh day and you walk around that seventh time, because they were to do it once every day, make one trip, go back to the camp. Now, folks, listen to this. Listen to the, listen to the, the wisdom of God. He wants you to get insight so that you can understand what's going to happen. On the seventh time that they walked around, Joshua told them, when you hear that trump blow, you are to yell and to scream. And when that trump blew, that's exactly what they did. They yelled, and that's when the walls fell down, and the conquest of Jericho was on. It was a bloodbath. But they put foot to you know where, and it was, it was, it was over. That was, the first, that was the very first conquest. Folks, the Most High wants you to see that the gospel, as it states in Hebrew, was preached to them just like it was preached to us. Their gospel was the gospel of the kingdom, but it was a physical kingdom. Our gospel is the gospel of the kingdom. It starts out a spiritual kingdom, but it's going to come to this earth as a physical kingdom. So, folks, the trump that is talked about in Thessalonians, the, the shadow of that trump, you can see it in Joshua. The actual trump that God wanted you to know and understand, which is relevant to you right now, it takes place in Revelation. If you recall, in Thessalonians, you were not caught up until that mm-hmm. trump. And the dead, they preceded you. They were caught up first, and then you came when that trump sounded. 
And if you go to Revelation 11, you'll find that when that trump sound, that John said, and there were great voices <laughs> in heaven, and those voices said, now listen to this, folks. In Joshua, you didn't hear anything what they said, but put these words in their mouth and see if it doesn't make sense. The kingdoms of this world are now the kingdoms of our Lord. That's exactly what we're going down in the days of Joshua, and that's what's going to go down here. So, again, be encouraged. Yes, you will go through tribulation, but if you look at Egypt, Israel was there the whole time. Israel did not have any difficult times with those plagues. The first three, I believe, they dealt with. But, like, when the darkness came, there was lightning in, in, in uh, Goshen. When the hail came, it didn't kill any of their plants. <laughs> it, didn't kill, it didn't kill any of their animals. When the firstborn were killed, we all know that the, the death uh, angel passed over there. It was, that's why they call it the Passover. Oh, you have to come under the umbrella of God by way of the blood of the Messiah. <laughs> and all you have to do at that point is follow his direction. So, again, the reason why I gave you those scriptures, folks, is to let you know that that trump is when the rapture takes place. I hate calling it the rapture because it never calls it the rapture. It just says you'll be caught up. In the twinkling of an eye, we will get our glorified bodies. We'll be like him as it states further on in Thessalonians. So don't think that you're gone at the beginning of the tribulation. No, you're riding that through, people. You're riding that through. But you are not riding alone. God himself will be at the, on, the, on the driver's wheel, we'll be riding shotgun. I'm, I'm, planning, I'm planning on getting it in, folks, <laughs> because oh, he's, he, he's letting you know when he comes back, will he find faith on us? Well, let me tell you what faith is. It means that you know that he's coming, and you know what he's telling you, and we, you need to tell people as we're doing now. We're telling you he's coming back. The, the government that you know now, no more. The government, I'm confident, if the, the government will soon say, John, you cannot say that. And I'm going to say it's going to get said. And that's when it goes down. Because, folks, that's what's going to happen. The gospel is not good news to these governments. It was, think about it, folks. Was, God, was the gospel good news to the people in Jericho? Let me tell you what Rahab said. Rahab told the spies, this, this is a woman that's in Jericho. And two men uh-huh. came. And she said, the hearts of the people melt when they found that the Israelites, whose God dried up the Red Sea and killed those Egyptians, do you think the gospel is good news to those tribes, the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Philistines? No, it is absolutely bad news. That's why they will hate us, because it's bad news for them. It's only good news for the believer and our rest. Thank you, Seth, for letting me freestyle that. Well, well, it's, it, we're, we're just getting started, folks, but that is very well put, brother. I have, to, I must admit, that's very well put. And again, folks, I just want to say again, uh, y'all, you listen to Fox Mustang, um Just get a little preliminaries out of the way here. Fox Mustang's, um Network of Brother Seth. Again, we have Sister Eliana Badia all the way to Mercy, California. She is with us, as well as John Clark, as well as brother Elishua. We're going to let the brothers kind of run with this tonight. Sister Eliana definitely has something to say. She's kind of 
she got some things going on, but she's going to be coming in here and there. Folks, I just want to remind everybody that tonight's show, again, is about great news. And I do mean great news. Oh, you just saying it ain't great news. You know, it really is great news. It's great news anytime you're with the Father. Again, I hear a little noise in the background. Y'all, please watch it. When you play it back, you'll be able to hear it really loud. Uh, safety. Tonight is about good news that you're going to be safe. Now, I do mean safe. The Bible talks about the Father protecting us. There's a lot of things coming. There's some persecution that we're going to have to go through, many of us. Some of us will die for the cause. That is true. Some of us will be martyrs. That is true. Can't can't lie. But it's not going to be all, everybody. That's not even scriptural. The scripture talks about the Father protecting us and safety. There's thousands of promises he's made to the believer. I'll keep you in perfect peace, those whose mind has stayed on me. Everybody's not going to be a martyr. Everybody's not called to just suffer, suffer, suffer. It's wild. Do I live for the Father? Some people might ask. No, I don't believe that. Safety is there for the believer, and when it's time, it's his time, it's his time. Hello? Okay. Sorry about that, y'all. I just accidentally hit my board and it scared me there. Oh, that scared me. But anyway, I thought I lost the Bible. Anyway, folks, listen, the good news tonight is there is safety. And I do mean safety. I'm going to keep saying it. There is safety. You don't have to die before your time. You don't have to get shot before your time. You don't have to get a rat. So, of course, you're going to be hated. They hate us now. We're hating now. Not when I say they, I'm talking about enemies everywhere. I'm not talking about no certain color people. None. I mean we're hated now by our family, by uh, outside family, by those that outside of our nation. I mean it's going on now. Many of you are safe though. They're persecuting us now, but many of you are safe though. That safety can continue if you turn to the Most High, seek His face, follow His Spirit. That's why it's here. It's the, one of the jobs of the spirit, family and friends, is to be a comforter. We're here to give you good news. The comforter is going to continue to comfort. And also, there's a peace, an inner peace. It may be hell all around you. Can't promise peace on the outside of you. But I can promise you peace on the inside of you. And the scripture calls it a peace that passes understanding. People not understanding how these folks are peaceful. So the believer don't want to miss a beat. Now, and then there's blessings, yes, even in the middle of war. You know, I was listening to a minister on the, on the uh, 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 talking the other day, uh, and he was sharing about how the father was taking care of him, even in Vietnam. The enemy went ahead, and, and, and those that in, on this imperialistic mindset in our government drafted him against his will, and he went, he said, how much peace, and how he got close to the father, and he learned to trust the father more. He said he don't think he would have experience it, except he went into that environment. He said how it made him out of a, a, a stronger believer in Vietnam, in the middle of a war. So, yes, it'll be maybe like a Vietnam. You know, there's all kinds of folks living in Baltimore and Pittsburgh and uh, L.A. and Chicago and Dallas, rough parts, and they have peace in the middle of the hood. There is peace. And we're here to tell you that. No, we ain't, we ain't nothing changing where that's concerned. Also, the show is to just not only give you that information, but also to let you know, uh, 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 to give you tools to where you won't be strengthening the hand of the evil one. Many of you talking about telling your kids, go go to war, boy, go go off to 
service. Make some out of yourself stupid stuff. You know, that is, I shouldn't say stupid, but that's, that is ignorant talk right there. Because America right now is on this mindset, this imperialistic mindset with this racist in office. And you do not want to put your kids in a war, war right now. I don't care what the, how many down payments you get on your house and all this ridiculous stuff we're talking. talking just keeping it real. Our children should not be serving no war. I'm sorry. It's just, that's the truth. They're serving an imperialistic regime. A, a bully. Know that. So we're talking about things like that, getting you not to support. Because I mentioned some other people and entities and companies to not support. Don't strengthen the hand of the enemy. In other words, family and friends, don't support your own oppression. Don't finance it. That's what the show is about tonight. Calling out some things you probably never thought about that you're doing every day, strengthening hand the evil one. And another reason this show is tonight, again, uh, while we're doing the show tonight, is to give you some directions uh, out of this oppression. You know, some of y'all just, for whatever reason, you can't hear the Spirit. So you have to have your ministers, your pastors, and all this stuff. And that's kind of dangerous, trusting other folks to lead you. But unfortunately, that's where a lot of people are at. Yes, I'm going to say it again, it's dangerous to have some pastor, prophet, teacher leading you. The Holy Spirit in you should lead you, and you should listen to them for topics and go to the Holy Spirit within you about what your pastor is saying. You can get some revelation from them, but then you got to come back to the inner spirit and say, Father, is this so? But don't exclusively buy whatever any man is saying, including me, and just take it for face value and just say, my pastor said. You're asking to be deceived. And then when they fall, you look crazy. Some of y'all want to go, you know, I'm just have to go there real quick. So we need to trust the inner spirit inside of us. Scripture says it like this, and I'm coming to you, Brother Elishua. The Scripture says it like this. You have an unction from the Holy One and knoweth all things. I know somebody may say, oh, I don't know all things. Not you per se. It's the unction from the Holy One and you knoweth all things. Folks, listen. Tonight, we can do a whole lot of talking about what this, that, and the other, but in the end, you've got to hear it and know it for yourself. And the Father told us to be aware of the times. we got to crack our own Bible. we got to listen quietly to the Spirit. What, what the Spirit might tell me to do, maybe you can't handle it. Maybe you need to be one of those persons. And I'm talking about First John 2.20. It says, 1 John 2.20, it says, <laughs> I'm trying to figure which translation. It says, but you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. Actually, I want to get another another translation. I want you all to hear it more than one time. Here's the King James Version. It says, you, but you have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. That was the King James Version Bible. 
1 John 2.20. And there's other scriptures that says similar things like that. Folks, all you need is inside of you. So this show tonight is to present something to you. Then you go back and listen to your spirit and see which way the Father's going to direct you. Like I said, some of you, it might mean you got to leave the country. You probably just can't handle it. You you don't. Some of us don't listen to the spirit enough to get out of danger. So we have to unfortunately rely on pastors and all that. But when they fall and they make a bad turn, there you go. That was your that was your uh, GPS. So I just want to say that because it's deep tonight. We're going to talk about some things that y'all never heard. Some of y'all and some it's going to be. We we just kind of still kind of going a little slow, but we're picking up here. We're going to say some things. And you probably not sure about. So what is the Father saying to you? This is why it pays to spend time in the Word, spend time with the quiet time, listen to the Scripture audibly. That's what I do at night when I work, you know. Um, so, Brother Elishua, let's come to you. You heard the brother just share several great uh, key things about understanding Revelation. What do you, what's on your spirit, uh, anything, if anything, and then Sister Eliana will come to you. Yeah, I want to pick up what John left off at um, in regards to the issue of the rapture and being caught up away. Uh, I don't want to say what I'm about to say, but I'm really compelled to say this. I have to. We're going to have to watch the spirit that we maneuver in in these last days because there's a thing in the book of, I mean, in the book of Corinthians talking about the manifestation of the spirit. One of those things is called a discernment of spirit. And if you're talking about spiritual things, if there's anything that we as believers need in these days and times is, spirit, is the spirit of discernment. Um, the Messiah speaking to Israelites, he said that you can determine the weather by looking at which way the wind blows. Are you looking at the clouds and you see that if it's a dark cloud and it's overcast, it's going to be raining. He says, but you cannot tell the sign of the time. And the reason you can't tell the signs of the times because you haven't familiarized yourself with who, who, he who reveals the times, neither have you revealed yourself with the book of signs, which is the scriptures. So there's a lot of beliefs that we hold, and even us who are on this line, pre-adventure, probably hold some beliefs that are inconsistent with the scriptures, and they form our attitudes by the way that we see the Most High, Yahweh, Yahweh, the way we see the Messiah, Jesus Christ, if you want to go by what they phrase in the English, or his real actual name, Yahawashat, and they form our attitudes. And many of the times, those attitudes are not informed by truth. This is a case in point. We should have to address the issue of hope no more in this discussion. Because of what you just heard from Seth is enough hope enough, but there is a lot of hope in the truth. Because therein lies your truth, your, your, your hope. It's in the truth. Because Jesus Christ, Yahweh Hamashach said, I am the way, the truth, and the light. And he said, no one coming to the Father but by me. And he said, in the truth, you should know the truth. And it's the truth that shall make you free. This is the truth of the matter. The conversation that we're having and regarding that we have to go through this to give people hope, the Messiah is offended by it. You know why he's offended by it? Because this is a simple thing. When my grandfather and grandmother wed, and they were married for like over 70 years, 
When they stood before the pastor, they said, unto death do us part. The only thing that comes between us is death. Christ said, if I suffered, so much you suffered. Didn't he die? If I was persecuted, if the master is persecuted, won't the servant be persecuted? Have we ever read the book of Acts? The whole book of Acts is filled with persecution. All the 12 men who started this journey died, and they didn't die by natural causes of death. They were killed. They were martyred. There were people let in dungeons. When we talk about that scripture out of Jeremiah, he said, it's like fire set up in my bones, and Christians say it, and it's like a euphemism. But they never give the context that the man who said it, when he said it, he was in a dungeon, he was in a cage, and the reason he was there, because he spoke the word of the Most High to the king. He spoke truth to power, and power put his butt in a dungeon. And he began to vent to the Most High. And he said, and you told me to speak your word. He said, but you tricked me. He said, because every time I spoke your word, I was oppressed. I was punished. I was persecuted. He said, but I could not help but speak your word. I could not contain it because it was inside of me like a fire shut up in my bones. And I couldn't help but do nothing but let it out. So away with this wimpy wimp mentality. Because we are in a war. We're talking about spiritual warfare. How the heck are you going to be engaged in warfare and not want to do war and not want to do battle? Paul told Timothy, endure hardness like a good soldier. This, the, the New Testament is riddled with scriptures all throughout with telling us the weapons in our warfare and that the weapons of our warfare are not cornered, but they are mighty through the most high to the pulling down of strongholds that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. The hope is in knowing that this battle has already been won. So if you kill me, I am still the victor. Now let's get to some truth. First Thessalonians, Second Thessalonians, chapter two, verse three. Because I don't want to, I don't want to have, I don't want to leave any doubt on the table. Because here's where truth comes from: reading the truth. Like Brother Seth just said, it does not deem very important what we say. What we say, receive it with gladness. But be not like those who were the Bereans, that's not only, but like those of the Bereans who searched the scriptures to see if the things that the men of God, speaking of the apostles then, if what they were teaching was so. Was it consistent with the truth? Was it consistent with the Torah? They searched the scriptures. Because remember, we are called. For he gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, and pastors and teachers for the perfection of the saints. That word seems to mature. And part of the problem is that why come we fail so much and we whip out and we become overwhelmed by the things that, that, that Brother John was lining out and you ain't heard the, begin, you ain't heard the, the beginning of it. But maybe it's because we, we falter in our personal relationship with the Most High, with, with, with our Lord and Savior. We're not secure in that. And even in our daily walk, see, see, when it, when the hard times come, if you can't stand with the footman, how you gonna run with the how you gonna run with the, with the horseman? First Thessalonians two and three, because believe me, you ain't getting out of here. So you might as well get like Paul said, get full of the Holy Ghost, like Brother Seth just said, 
get split of the Holy Ghost, and know that you can take anything. Because I came to this state not in the free world. I came to this state behind prison bars, and all I saw was death and destruction every day of my life. But I had a peace that passes all understanding. Didn't nothing faze me. Because I knew what my truth, my security lied in. He preserved my life to this day on many occasions. So like I said, toughen up because you ain't getting up out of here. And I'll, and if you and when we go into the book of Revelation and we talk about the fourth heart, the first, the four horsemen and the first horseman that's to be released is the is a white horse and that horse went forth to conquer. We're already in that time. That's why I brought up the scripture about we don't know the sign of the times. And the reason we don't know the sign of the times because we err not knowing the scripture. First Thessalonians two and three. Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day, speaking of the called away, the rapture, it will not come except there come a falling away first. That's the first thing you need to, do, need to know right now. The things that we're going to go through are going to test our faith and see if we're really in this because we love the Father, because we're in a relationship with the Most High, and we love him to the point of death. That's part of the testing right there. Because many are going to fall away. It says it right there. It says that there should be no rapture, no catching up until there first come a birth of falling away, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Who is he talking about? He's talking about the Antichrist. Let's keep right on rolling. 1 Corinthians 15, chapter 51. I mean, 1 Corinthians, chapter 15. And, go, and we're going to read from verse 51 and 52. Because we want you to see this in the scripture. We don't want you to think this is our opinion, our ideal. Let's just get right to first. 15 and 51. I'm trying to move there as fast as you all are. Okay, 15, reach this. Behold, I show you a mystery. We should not all sleep. But we should all be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. At the what, Brother John? Could you read that for me? At the what? When will we be changed? Trump. At the Trump. What Trump? What Trump? The last. The last Trump. Remember when you read earlier in Thessalonians, it says the Trump. Well, what Trump is it speaking of? The last Trump. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead in Christ shall be raised, shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall all be changed. When is this going to happen? Last Trump. Keep Keep the party going. Roll over to Revelation chapter 8. We're going to find out when this, what, what, when this last Trump is and what actually occurs before that Trump happens. So what you're about to see, you better toughen up, people, because this is real. We're not playing religion. You're either in the kingdom, and the kingdom, in order to, tame, in order to maintain their authority and, their, and to maintain their sovereignty, they engage in wars. That's why we have the most expensive military on the planet Earth. Revelation chapter 8, verse 1. And when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of half an hour. And I saw seven angels which stood before Elohim. And to them were given seven trumpets. And another angel came and stood at the altar having a golden censer. And then, verse 6, and the seven angels which had the seven trumpets to start prepared themselves to sound. Now, this is the sound of the first angel sounded. And there followed hail and fire mingled with blood, and they were cast upon the earth, and a third part of the trees was burnt up, and all green grass was burnt up. Wait a minute. Ain't no rapture happening yet because we just hit the first trumpet. 
And the second angel sounded, and as it were, a great mountain burning with fire were cast into the sea, and the third part of the sea became blood, and ain't no rapture happened. A third, a third, and the third trumpet sounded, verse 10, and there fell a great star from heaven. That's a meteorite, burning as it were a lamp, and it fell upon a third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of the waters, and the name of the star is called Wormwood. And the third part of the waters became Wormwood, and many men died of the waters because they were made bitter. I'm going to skip the rest of these trumps, and let's roll over to 914. Line upon precept upon precept. You can't miss it. Revelation oh, chapter yeah. 9, verse 14. Revelation Repeat. chapter 9, Repeat. verse 14. 9 and 14, okay. 9 and 14. Now, we're at the sixth angel. We're at the sixth prophet. Uh, Brother John, I'm going to ask you again. The catching up, that mystery that we should not all sleep with, should we all be caught up and awoken in a twinkling of an eye, when is it supposed to happen? Seventh or the last trump. The last trump, right? And as we just read right. in, verse, in, in Revelation 82, there are seven trumpets to be found. This is why we keep the feast, people, as Israelites, because the feasts are pointing us to these seven trumpets. There's a feast called the Feast of Trumpets. We keep it so it keeps us conscious of the fact that we live in the last days and that these things are to come up on the earth and to take place. And saying, 914, saying to the sixth angel which had the trumpet, loose the four angels which are bound in the great river Euphrates. And the four angels were loose, which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year for to slay a third part of men. A third part of a seven billion population is dead, and we still have not come into the rapture. I'm not giving you my opinion. I'm giving you straight scripture, line upon line, precept upon precept. It says, for a third part, now, and verse 16, and the number of the army of the horsemen were 200,000, and I heard a number of them. How many is that? That's 200 million people. That's how large this army is. And I saw the horses and the vision and them that sat on them having breastplates of fire and of gasoline and brimstone, and the heads of the horses were as the heads of lion. Out of their mouth is to fire and smoke and brimstone. By these were by, were, by these three was the third part of men killed by the fire and by the smoke and the brimstone which issued out of their mouth. That's nuclear weapons emanating from airplanes. Remember, this is a vision given to John the Apostle over 2,000 years ago. All he's doing is writing down to the best of his ability what's being communicated to him. He's never seen an airplane. He's never seen a nuclear weapon. He's never seen a missile launch from an F6, from an F, from the F, uh, uh, M16, F, M16 uh, or a stealth bomber. He's never seen that happen. So he's describing it. Smoke, fire, brimstone. Verse 19, for the power is in their mouth and in their tails and for their tails like unto serpents and it heads to them that do hurt. And the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues yet repented not of the works of their hands, and they should not worship devils and idols and silver and brass and stone. There it is, Seth, because the world is already moving in that direction. It's moving in a direction of total satanic worship. The world uh-huh. is going to come together and worship the devil. 
And the Bible clearly says, Yahweh said it, the Messiah said it, Jesus the Christ said it. He said, the road that leadeth into the kingdom and to eternal life is narrow. He didn't say a, mm-hmm. a large number that enter in. He said, few be there enter in. But the low road that leadeth to destruction is broad, and many enter therein. Now, it was the That's Messiah right. talking about him, or do we actually believe what he was saying? Because here's the time where we're going to have to believe the scripture. They're talking about they were given over to murdering and sorcery. But my last scripture here, verse, Revelation 20, verse 1 through 6. And remember, the rapture. Now, hold on, Ab, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I want you to keep yes, the sir. mic. I want I want you to stay on the mic. But anybody who got a quick inter- 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 uh, interaction, Sister Eliana, anything on what you, you've heard so far? Yeah, I actually wanted to say that um, tonight I was listening to the news with my father, and it's right on point with what Brother Elishu is talking about uh, in this portion of Scripture that he's reading. We were watching the destruction that's happened in Yemen, and it is total devil- devastation. Um, you know, the, the, there's rubble. There was an airstrike in one of their towns, and it is just like you're, you're looking at revelations. Um, we know that the people there don't serve the true and living. Um, yeah, hold on, um, Sister Eleanor, hold on a second. If you're not talking to everybody, please mute me. I hear some noise in the background. Go ahead. Go ahead. So anyway, I was just getting excited and encouraged by what he was saying. But again, if we are we are walking with the Messiah, we are walking in the truth and the of the understanding of who who he is and who we are as a people, then we know how to position ourselves for these end times because there is a positioning that we need to have. And what we're reading and what we're hearing about is the destruction is going to come up on the whole earth, but the most high people are going to be positioned. Now, some of us are going to be martyred. Now, you guys were talking about that earlier, and I, I wasn't able to comment on that at the time, but yes, some of us are going to be martyred, and I think it was you, Seth, that said, you know, depending on how well you know how to fight, um, and spiritually, spiritual warfare-wise, um, yes. some of us are going to go through these, you know, these different um, trials and tests, but the hope that we have is that because of the work that the Messiah has done already for us when he was on the tree, then we know that we have that redemption. We know that we have hope. We know that there's a future for us beyond this this age and beyond this world. So I just wanted to comment really quickly uh, before Elisha said his last scripture that he was talking about. But this is happening in the news today. Um, just you can Google it. Anybody oh. that's in doubt, just Google today's events in the Middle East. Right now, there's a lot that we don't get in our modern media, especially in the United States. We get a lot of censored. And we get a lot of um, scripted news, um, but we don't get all of the truth that's going on in the world. So we better do our, our due diligence and our homework to find out what's really going on, because a lot of the seals have been broken. A lot of the things that Revelation talks about are going on right around us. And we're still waiting for the Hollywood version of the world's events to, to break forth in America when things are breaking forth all around us. As we That's speak. very, very true, sister. Now that right there, and I'm gonna piggyback off. She was just saying with truth11.com. Truth11.com is a good source. Many of you might want to know where I go to learn more of what Cecilia 
Sister Eliana is saying that kind of news. That's good. Another place to go is Democracy Now. We'll give you some more sources, hopefully, before this show ends. But those are good two, two places. Truth one one. Dot com. I warn you, though, that can give you depression because those people put everything. It's like all the conspiracy-type stuff. They they filter it if it's got any kind of substance, and they put it there. Everything on that, on that I'm not going to say everything. I'm going to say most of what I've seen is solid. Brother John, quickly, any comments to what Brother Ellis Hill was laying out beautifully there? Yeah, I, I actually would like to interrupt Brother Ellis Hill, if I may. Um, <laughs> that's just a joke. Listen, I'm about to. Payback. I'm going to listen on up. Payback is good. I'm going to listen on up until uh, 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, 10 o'clock Central Standard. I think it's only 3, 3, 3 p.m. in California. Is that right, Sister Eliana? <laughs> I'm just going to listen to the intros. I'm messing with Eliana. But, yeah, I, I appreciate you uh, inviting me to the show today. I, I got some things off my chest that I wanted to get off my chest. I absolutely, unequivocally want to come back and, and get into the financial system, how that's being uh, manipulated, how we are absolutely still enslaved. And not only are we still enslaved, all peoples are now being enslaved. Um, it's not just us, but that's from a financial standpoint. I absolutely would like to come back at some point in time and just go just I'm talking about in on the works of darkness and how that's being played out right in front of our eyes. So, again, thank you for bringing me on. Sister Eliana, El, Joseph, Arlene, y'all have a good evening. Well, appreciate thank it, you brother. so much, Brother John. Pre- appreciate it. Brother, I want you to go right ahead and finish up, please. Okay, first of all, I didn't know I didn't know Arlene was on the line. What's going on, Queen? She's not on the line. She's just listening. She's not on the line. She's oh, listening, okay. though. Okay, all right. Okay, well, uh, go ahead. Revelation 10 and 7. Now, remember, Scripture says that in the, at the last trump, and when we went to Revelation 8 and 2, it talked about the seven trumpets. We've covered a few things, some very dramatic Violent, destructive things that are going to take place before we get to the last trump. Last trump being the seventh trump. Now, turn to Revelation 10, verse 7, and we're at the seventh trump. 10, verse 7, we're at the seventh trump. And it says, But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of Elohim shall be finished. And he hath declared to his servant, and, and, and as, no, the mystery of Elohim should be finished, as he hath declared to his servants, the prophets. And the, now, at that point, when that angel sounds, when that trumpet sounds, at that, at that very second, those in Christ should be caught up to meet him in the air. But now to put another loop on you because it's not what you believe. Because what we've been led to believe is that everybody who has died in Christ from the time of, in other words, from, even when we go back to the old saints, we talk about David. Everybody believes that everybody's going to be raised. Nope. When it said in Christ, that point is very significant. Revelation chapter 20, verse 1. And this is the last scripture on this point. And it's very crucial that you hear this because you want to know where the hope is? 
is your reward right here. Revelations chapter 20, verse 1. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which, that old serpent, which is the devil, and Satan, and bound him a thousand years, and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up, and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled, and after that he must be loosed a little season. Now, those of you who are familiar with scriptures, you understand this thousand year be to be the millennial reign of Christ, and that is what it is. Now he's going to talk about those who are going to come back and rule and reign with him. Because now we're talking about those who are going to be caught up in the rapture. Now, and it says, verse 4, And I saw thrones, and they set upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for a witness of Jesus, of Yahweh Shah. Brother John said he wanted to be beheaded. There you go. And for the word of Elohim, and which had not worshipped the beast. Now, this lets you know that this is talking about the rapture, this last line right here, because it says, it gives you description of these people that are about to be resurrected. It says, first of all, I, the, I saw the souls of them which were beheaded for the witness of Yahweh God, of Christ, and for the word of Elohim, those that preach the word of misprosecution, even when, the, even when the law of the land says it's against the law to preach the word, which is already taking place in America, the, the, city, the, the state of California has basically already declared that it is against the law for you to preach certain verses of the scripture, specifically those that condemn homosexuality. Did you know that? That's on the law in California. So people not reading the signs of the times, we're there. Didn't now, know that one. It's, and for the word of God, and which had not, this is what you know right here, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead lived not again. Now, it just told you who's going to be in the millennial reign of Christ. It just listed you four descriptions of the descriptions of the qualifications and the requirements for those people who are going to be in the millennial reign of Christ. These are the people who are going to be in the rapture. It says, but the rest of the dead live not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath the part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power, but they shall be priests of Elohim and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. There's your reward, people. There's your reward for enduring the hardship, for enduring the trials, the tribulations, the persecution for speaking the word, for standing on the word, the persecution for saying that you are a believer, that you, that, that you worship and serve the Lord Yahweh Shah or Jesus Christ, as you, many refer to him in the, in the English. If you die as a result of that, your reward is that you get to rule and reign the world with Christ for a thousand years. What greater reward? A thousand years. You, subject to the Messiah, is Lord and in charge. 
So when the scripture talks about kings and priests, it's not talking about in this in this particular eon. We are priests in this eon. But for those who lay their life down, they shall come back and rule and reign as kings. So we go into verse chapter thirteen when you're ready. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Sister Eliana, anything on that? Um, I just like to say, you know, that is that's true. So our our role, our reward, as uh, Brother Elshua was saying, is that reigning with the 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 Messiah for that thousand years. Um, that's very powerful because that that gives us the positions of authority. Uh, I, you know, we learn and we understand that there's people are going to have like rulership over cities and nations and countries. Um, they're going to be in position to be an authority in those areas. And we're also going to be able to judge the nations. It's going to be like a whole new um, spiritually led um, United Nations committee in a sense, the, 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 those that are reigning with, with um, Yahushua, because we're going to be able to bring down the actual law of the most high of and the nation. Yes. Do you know what an you know what an emperor is? You, you know what an emperor is? An emperor? Yes. Yes. Tell the people what an emperor is. Emperor is. An emperor, a ruler who who's over uh, a, a whole dominion, a kingdom. Is, is it right? Well, okay. Right. So, so Constantine. That's Constantine. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I apologize. Go ahead. No, you go. Go ahead. So Constantine. He ruled more than one nation, right? He ruled more than Judea, right? Correct. He ruled Rome also, right? Correct. He ruled parts of Africa as well, right? That's correct. All the way into Spain. Yes. So an emperor, an emperor, what we when you read in the Bible when it talks about Christ and you read in the Old Testament, it refers to him as a prince. But a prince is yes. not what we think it is as a person who's subject to a king. That's not what it's saying in that regard. When it says a prince, it's speaking of the same thing in regard as an emperor is, as an emperor is. It means that you have a one ruler who governs many nations. Exactly. And I'm just, and I'm just interjecting there what you're saying, that you continue what you were saying, that really that's why when we're kings, because many of us will literally – Rule and govern nations under the rulership of our emperor, Yahushua, Hamashiach, Yeshua, Hamashiach, or Jesus the Christ, however you want to refer to him. Awesome, that's awesome. Thank you for that input, because you know the point. The, the point tonight is to give that strength, that clarity, and so that's that's what our role is going to be. That's why it's important for us to exercise obedience right now, because as we exercise obedience in our homes and in our communities as in our nations as we exercise the um the the commandments and keep the commandments of the most high this is exactly what we're going to be doing we're in preparation you know i've heard it said we're in training for the reigning here and it's so important for us as hebrews to get back to focus and on point 
you know, there there was a time, I would say, you know, a few years ago where we were waking up and it was in awe that we were the Hebrews. And, of course, there's been a lot of teaching, training, a lot of understanding to get, you know, to get people around the idea that this is who we are. But we're moving forward past that because the time is accelerated. And so a lot of people know that they're the Hebrews, but how do we live? We, we, we addressed that on a couple of shows uh, a, a while back. How do we live as Hebrews? We demonstrate that we're Hebrews by keeping and being obedient to what our Father commanded us because we are in training for reigning. There is another age that's coming after this one. There is a, a, a whole other world system that is going to be governed by the laws and principles of the Most High, and that is what we're in preparation of. Right now, the, the warfare that we're experiencing and what we're talking about, the spiritual warfare and, and the rapture and all of the end times, this is the ending of the demonic rule over this earth because the scripture tells us clearly that the whole world lies in the power of the wicked one. And so this is what he has set up. At the same time, Yehoshua came to set up his kingdom in the midst of this demonic rule and, and, and overtake of the earth that he took from Adam and Eve in the garden and set up his own system. His system is coming to the final close. That's why nations are crumbling. That's why nations are in turmoil. That's why the financial crisis is coming. All that, 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 that the enemy has set up, is now coming down. It's a changing of the guard. And who's going to be in, in control is going to be the Hebrew nation. That's why the Father is resurrecting his people. That's why the Father is calling us forward. And he's, just, he's not just calling us for the sake of being Hebrews, but he's calling us forward so that we can position ourselves, that we can properly line up with his program, with his plan. That's why uh, Yahushua said that we need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind because all we have to go on is what we have learned thus far. But there is another way. There is another kingdom. There is another system. And this is what we are being educated to. This is what we are studying for. This is what we're searching the scriptures for. First of all, to find out what happened to our forefathers. Why did they fail? And then what can we do to not fail? And how do we implement the kingdom of the Most High on the earth today? It doesn't look like we're getting anywhere or we're gaining any foothold. But what we are actually looking at is the, the breakdown of one kingdom system that is in chaos and anarchy against the Most High and the replacement or the building up of another kingdom that's going to be permanent, that's going to stand forever as the Most High said about his servant, Dawid or David, this kingdom, he said of his throne and of his rulership, there's not going to be an end. There's, David is going to rule again. He's going to come back and rule again. His, his throne and his kingdom is going to stand. So this is what the Most High is doing. He's preparing Israel to be the Israel of his original design, of his original uh, plan. And we are coming forward in this end time to be perfected. We are going through the, 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 the fiery trials and the tests so we can come out as pure gold because we are the instruments the, the Most High is going to use. And that's all of us. 
not just those of us yeah. that are on the line. It's all of us that he is giving this knowledge to, those of you who are faithful that are availing to the knowledge, the understanding, the teaching, the training, who are searching the scriptures after the shows, who are talking about it, inviting other people to listen in, those that are yeah. doing their due diligence, their homework, who are beginning to walk in and understand how to keep the feast, how to keep, you know, the Shabbat, how to rest, how to obey the, what the Most High commanded us to do, even in the midst of this society. So we are being positioned again. I say we are being positioned for great authority, great leadership, for great responsibility. It's not the time for wimps. It's not the time for drawback spirits and being fearful. You need to get the information, the knowledge. You need to, uh, my grandmother used to say, you need to can all, get all you can and can all you get, meaning save up everything that you're getting. Put it away. Preserve it in your heart, in your mind, in your spirit. Make it a way of life. Teach your children. Begin to order your steps according to the Most High because pretty soon the fashion of this world is going to pass completely away. And we're going to find ourselves standing on the precipice of a new age. And only those that are prepared are going to be able to enter in properly. And so that's what the teaching tonight is about. That's what the series is about. It's about getting you ready, taking that a position, taking up your authority, positioning your families, getting your mind wrapped around the real truth. Because all of this stuff that the enemy has done has been illusionary. It has been a, it's been a trap. We talked last week about the ear gate, the eye gate, how the enemy influences, how he takes a foothold and gains control over your homes, your families, by what we see, by what we hear, by what we ingest, by what we believe. And so the father is, is trying to tear down what the enemy has built up so that he can lay a foundation that is sure the foundation and that revelation of who the Messiah is, who we are as a people, what the plan of the Most High is really, not what we've been taught in our churches, which gives us a different spiritual worldview. But the Most High is showing us, and I love the way Brother Elishu is breaking it down. When is that um, catching away going to be of that rapture? It's going to be after that last Trump, after that seventh Trump. There are things going on, but this is not the time. That Trump has not sounded. But the church would make you believe that any day now you're going to be caught up. But that's not what's happening. They don't want to go through the, 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 the hard tribulation period that makes the preparation, that brings you into the readiness to receive what the Father has. And we have to stop looking for ways of escape. We have to stop looking for ways out so quickly and go through because it's in the going through the process that makes us strong. It's going through that makes us strong. It enables us to have the tools and the equipment to go forward. So these Ow. teachings are necessary. They're necessary for our learning. It's necessary for our children's learning. It's necessary for our children's children. We need to be studying more diligently, more effectively, more fervently, so that we have a good understanding and a good grounding because everything around us is passing away. Now, we don't see the devastation that we watched on television today in the news in Yemen. We, don't, we haven't been missile bombed. Our neighborhoods have not been uh, bombed by missiles 
where we wake up and there's destruction and debris and chaos all around us. But that day will come to the United States. And will you be ready? If you're so connected to those things that are not keeping with Scripture, you're going to be lost. You're going to be devastated. You're going to lose hope. You're going to lose your faith. And and more importantly, you're going to faint. And the Scripture tells me, that if you faint in the day of adversity, then your faith is small. So we are facing well. this. This is not time to faint. This is time to be strong, gird up yourself, and be strong. I like that. Who, who made that comment? That was Brother Ella Shore. He getting excited. <laughs> well, listen, sister, let, let me say this. You said... My wife thought that was very funny, Brother Ella Shore. You got to laugh. <laughs> I thought that was funny, too. But it's true. It's true. It's that's, wonderful. Hey, that's, that's just my acknowledgement of truth. When I, when I hear it and I feel it, I just, hey, my acknowledgement. I don't say the word amen, but that's my, that's my amen. <laughs> awesome, awesome. <laughs> you know, one more thing I want to say. You know, the, the scripture teaches us in business, it says this, in business be men. And I, I used to read that, and I know the father, what he was really saying is be mature because there are females present. You know, we can't become a man. But what it's saying is be mature. Don't be a wimp. And so some of us, our faith, is what we have allowed ourselves to buy into has made us weak and very wimpy. And we are afraid of everything. And we're supposed to be walking in the dunamis power of the Ruach if we're filled with the Ruach. But the way the church teaches, it makes you fearful, fearful of the devil, fearful of demonic spirits, fearful of somebody being possessed and oppressed. We are not to walk in that kind of fear. We're to be bold as lions. We're to be strong. In the in the in the in the in the name of Yahuwah and in the power of His might, we're not to be weak and wimpy in our faith. And so we have to gird ourselves up now. We have to lock arms together, and we have to stand as a new man, as a new man in the Mashiach. And also as the Hebrews, we have to stand up and understand who we are and what we've been called to do. And we also have to open our eyes and look at this world for what it is. It is fallen. It is broken. It is full of demonic influence and activity. And we have to know that we stand in the truth. We stand in the light. We stand in righteousness. And righteousness will prevail. Righteousness will prevail. And we have to know that it will. And we have to bring that hope to others who are lost and who are without hope. So that's what I wanted to add to that little piece after that wonderful acknowledgement. <laughs> powerful, 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 sister. I mean, y'all are just, you know, Brother John started it off and appreciate everything he had to say. Uh, of course, he had to run. But they're very, very powerful. Very, very powerful. Folks, uh, again, you listen to Five Smooth Stone Network, Brother Seth. Uh, earlier we had on Brother John Clark who had to run, and then now we have on Sister Eliana Batia, all the way in California, and Brother Elishua in Fort Worth, Texas, just slamming it, just just putting it out there. And folks, again, 
if you have any questions or comments, uh, we say it every week, but i got to re- remind some people, uh, just press 1. If you, if you want to come on, we can, we, I'm looking at the phone lines. I've got quite a few of you. I see all of the various area codes. Oh, don't be scared of these folks. They'll, they'll answer your questions, okay? Uh, but I think what I'm going to do is take a little short break. But before I do, I just want to just remind everybody again, tonight we're just keeping it real. Just keeping it real. Like they said in the streets, they don't keep it real. They be phony, really and truly, you know. Keeping it real is looking at the spiritual realm that where everything starts and materializes in this natural realm. If you if if you're looking at news in the natural realm and you have no spiritual understanding, you're being used because the news have been taken over a long time ago. Long time ago, believe me, they are pushing all of us, are trying to steer all of us like cattle, or like the Illuminati used the word G. G O Y M Goyim. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Goyim. G O Y M. That's what the Illuminati. Say it again. Goyim. The Goyim. 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 Yeah. Goyim. That's what they call us, and they're steering us all Mm -hmm. one direction. So, folks, listen. Everything starts in the spiritual realm and materializes in the natural. But I just want to say this real quick. I'm going to take a little short break, and we'll be right back. But listen, the show tonight again is to give our great news. And I'm not playing. You've heard it with several people tonight. I think all of us, it's about safety. There is safety for the believer. There's some things you're going to have to go through. Some people will be martyred. All of us are going to go through some fire. However, we're going through fire now. That's one thing about so-called black people. We're at the bottom, in most cases, as a people. So you can't get no more bottom than bottom. So uh, a lot of our white brothers and sisters and other nationalities, uh, not that whites is a nationality, but y'all know what I mean, they haven't went through a lot of what we went through. So it'll be more horrific for them than us. But we already see police shooting us in the street, being mass poisoning, uh, lead poisoning, all these things. That's where they're mass killing us. We're already going through these things. But we're giving good news out tonight that if you follow the Spirit, First of all, give your heart to the Father. Follow him, believe in the Messiah and everything he taught. You can find that in the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You have to go there and start there. That's start one. That's that's the first leg. Again, a little noise in the background. Uh, Just meet me if you're not speaking, please. But, folks, listen. uh, After you find out who Christ is and who his Father is, more importantly, that he talked about and 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 you decide to follow Christ's example, set forth the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and really the whole New Testament and Bible, really, and you, your heart turns towards the, the Father, and you pursue Him daily. Again, I read earlier how you have all that you need inside of you. It's just a matter of bringing it out, and a lot of us can't hear it, so we have to listen to shows like this. And then we go in our prayer closet and in our quiet time and the study, and we get some answers. Okay, time is out for strip clubs and all these other clubbing and all this crazy stuff. Y'all, I'm telling y'all, young people as well as old, we have got to get closer to the Father. And I really mean, I don't mean going to church, being religious. That is not, that's almost as worse as as, as going to some of these clubs, you know, just because you're in church. If you're in church and you're not listening, you're in church and you're religious, isn't that like a bigger sin? But anyway, don't get me started on that. But anyway, tonight's show 
is about safety, the great news of how the Father is going to salvage us and give us peace. Yes, you can have peace in the middle of any storm. That's what the believers are known for. Scripture even calls it a peace that passes all understanding. Yes, it does. You can have blessings even in the midst of all of these things that's about to happen to this Babylonian society. And yes, it is a Babylonian society. It really is. This is Mystery Babylon set forth in Revelation 17, which we're going to get, hopefully get into that. Also, tonight's show is to give you tools on how to just maneuver, uh, not just listen to the Spirit. Well, that's primarily it. But it's also just to help us not to support the evil people, the evil ones, the people that are given over to evil, I should say, those that are, that, that are have bent their will to do evil, not to support our own oppression. And that's what's crazy, supporting your own oppression. And then also tonight's show, among other things, is to let us see the hand of the Most High like we've never seen before, where we can give him the proper glory, do his name. We'll be right back. Folks, we'll take a little short break and and we'll be right back, okay? Again, you listen to five smooth songs. Ready? Yes, yes. Hey, Buck Set, there's a song. If you could find it before, maybe before the show is out, it's by Yolanda Adams Azusa, and it's called Safety in the Storm. Well, we'll try to do it. I don't know if I can pull it off, but because I got a, uh, we'll see. Safety in the Storm. Okay. All right, I'll try my best. But folks, we'll, be, we'll be right back. This is Dietrich Haddon. Just give us a little, give me something to drink and just take a little short break. Don't run away because we'll be right back shortly, okay? We'll be right back. Safety in the Storm, I'll try to find.
is what we want to hear him say for sure. Well done, well done. And I just want to say, I know people talk about heaven a lot, and and again, we're talking about end-time events. I want everybody to know, again, first of all, you listen to Five Smooth Stones, Blog Talk Radio, this is the network, Five Smooth Stones, my brother Seb, got on the phone lines, um, Steve Eliana, and brother Ella Shure. And tonight we're just talking about end-time prophecy. And spiritual wickedness in high places. And, uh, you know, I know people talk about heaven and want to make sure we get the story right tonight. Folks, when we leave this earth, again, end time, I don't want anybody to think it's about death and destruction. That's not what this show is about. This is to show you that, uh, to share with scriptures how that the Father is doing something right now and we feel like this is the end of time for some nations and the beginning of time for other nations uh, uh, with the fall of Babylon you know one scripture says it like this the light of Israel the light of Israel shall be a fire unto Babylon so what's a light to us will be a fire to Babylon. So like I say, when it's bad times for some, it's going to be great times for others. I do believe this earth is the kingdom of Yah, or the kingdom of Yahuwah, the kingdom of Yahweh is coming. It's already here, folks, in our hearts, and and it's already materializing as well. But there is a rival kingdom, the New World Order doing this thing, and we're just trying to shed some light on what these people are doing, make sure we're on the right side. And uh, I was going to make some comment about heaven and all that because I do believe in the New Jerusalem is where the streets of gold the gates of pearl. I believe when the saints pass, they go into peace. Uh, they rest from their labors and they're with the saints. And their appointed time is when the some saints that have been martyred with rule for Christ, like LSU was saying, a thousand years. And I do believe in the new Jerusalem, where we will see our loved ones again. So this is not no hocus-pocus stuff. I do believe that. But we have to get the doctrine straight. When we die, we're not going to walk around in heaven then. It's, it's, we, 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 lease, we cease from our labors. We experience peace. Everybody talks about it that have died and come back. We just experience this peace beyond comprehension. And acceptance of the Father, those of us that die in Him. And then we are with the saints. We are with the saints. Many scriptures talk about saints being together, but not necessarily walking in heaven. They're together, they're talking. One scripture says, When will you avenge us of our adversaries upon the earth? So they're aware of what the earth is going on, what the earth is doing. They want to see judgment and all of this, but they're not in pain and not suffering into any of that. And we believe at the point in time, uh, 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 some of them will be risen to raise to reign with Christ a thousand years, and then later, all of those that die in Christ will walk in the New Jerusalem. So these are the kinds of things we're talking about tonight. Just just hidden end end time prophecy. We not know one certain thing. Sister Eliana, your line is now open, uh, brother. I'll assure your line is not is now open. And folks, again, we don't know everything. We're just servants of the Most High. Again, take everything we say. Ask the Father about it. 
go in your closet, so to speak, and, and get get to yourself and listen to what the Spirit is saying. It's not a, a one one size fit all to you. Some people might, it may be that they should leave America. Maybe the Father, I already know you're not going to be able to listen because for whatever reason, maybe some of y'all can't read, some of y'all can't this, some of y'all can't that. The Father, no. It's a relationship. You have to follow what he has for you. You have to follow, follow, follow what it is that he wants me to do. It may not be for you. So anyway, uh, I want to go ahead and switch gears, and I want to ask questions, and I'm going to go to Brother Elishua now. He has extensive knowledge on the Vatican. And, Brother, I know you can preach a week on this, but I want you to hit this a little bit because I did put out there, uh, the uh, if you can, the United Nation and the Vatican. I want you to hit that, and I want you to try to see if you can do it in less than five minutes. Just kind of, because I put some... Um, uh, pictures out there, and I know people are tuning in to hear about what's up with the Catholic Church, and and they don't understand because the Catholic Church is so wonderful. There's so many people, a lot of people feel. So can you hit that for about yes. five minutes? And go ahead, Sister Eliana. Before, yeah, before I had a, I I wanted um, Brother Elishua before he does that. He had mentioned that the, in the other segment before the break. And for the sake of the people, when Brother John was going into Thessalonians. Um, Brother Elishua interjected and gave a foundation about that scripture that the people had believed that they had already missed the rapture. And so, what I wanted to ask him um, at that time, but I was I was I was busy. I wanted him to tell where he got that body of knowledge because that will help the listeners and some of us go back and get that understanding. So if he could just hit on that really quickly when he laid the foundation about the rapture scripture when before Brother John read it. And Brother Elisha, before you come on, you got a little noise on your on your line. Please correct that and and, and comment, please, because crying crying minds wants to know. Okay, uh, I'm trying to make sure I dismiss all this noise. Um, uh, well, here's the thing. I uh, was studying the book of Revelation, and I used to hear all these people on TV, these so-called prophecy teachers, um, Parastone, uh, a number of these prophecy teachers, they used to come on TV, and, and they was always talking about the rapture. And something that they were saying, they just didn't sit right. They just didn't, and when I read Revelation, I wasn't looking at what they're saying. So I literally, um, matter of fact, the information was brought to me. I didn't say I got it. The most I actually brought the information to me. Um, and when I would see, I would hear them talk about the rapture, and I was like, Father, I just want to know what is the truth in regards to the rapture. I say, for one, because you know, if I'm to be a part of it, I want to know when it's going to happen. Number two, I want to make sure that if I'm teaching it, I'm teaching it correctly. I don't want to be presenting people a parachute when we, you know, when when that one that does not exist. And so um, I just began to just look look in the scriptures, whatever had to do with being whatever had to do with being caught up. And the moment I read Thessalonians, the first thing I thought, wait a minute, to everything there is a purpose. For every season there is a time. So the thing I wanted to know, well, what is the, what's the context of this letter? What is Paul talking about? So when I did the background, the research on finding out what was the occasion for the letter and was, of course, pleasantly surprised to find out that the occasion for the letter was that Paul was assuring them in regards to the rapture, because they thought that the rapture had already occurred and they had missed it. 
And so that's what led me to that information. And I just studied the whole book of that first and second Thessalonians. And there's also a brother named uh, Brother Yahshua who's been on this show quite a few times as well. And he did a teaching on the rapture as well. And uh, he brought out this scripture in 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, um, verses 51 through 40, 52. And, of course, when I saw the trumpet, that, and that lined that up with what I saw in Thessalonians, and when I saw the trumpet, I was like, well, wait a minute, what trumpet? What's the last trump? Well, the only place that I hear about trumpets is, is the Feast of Trumpets and in the book of Revelation, the seven trumpets. So it was a matter of connecting the dots, line up on line, precept upon precept, brought me to that conclusion. And I just began to I saw it as clear as day. Now, the scripture in Revelation chapter 20 about those who will be included in the thousand-year millennial reign. And another note on this, um, I, I wanted to read the first two or three verses of the book of Revelation because it says that, um, in verse 3, it says, Blessed is he that readeth, and they that heareth the words of this prophecy, and keep, and keep, because you're hearing lies the blessing, is that we keep, means we observe those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. Um, this issue about heaven, if you notice that when we read the scriptures in Corinthians, when we read the scriptures in Thessalonians, and we read the scriptures in Revelations. Nowhere in those passages did it mention that we would be being, being caught up and taken to heaven. See, what happens is that people make basic assumptions based upon their particular theology that they have picked up over the course, whether it's from their pastors, whether it's from TV preachers, things they've heard parents say, and they haven't basically took those things and lined them up to see if they're consistent with the scriptures. There's nowhere in the scriptures that says that we're going to be caught up and taken to heaven. Number one, heaven is a place made for, made for, made for celestial bodies. Our bodies should take on immortality, but it should not become celestial. When we rule and reign a thousand years, it's not going to be in heaven. It's going to be here on this planet Earth. And then after that thousand years, it says that heaven is a new Jerusalem, and heaven should come to Earth. And he says, there should be Absolutely. a new earth, a new Jerusalem. Yes. And, and it says in that, that, that God, that Yahweh shot, and that Yahweh and Yahweh shot, that Yahweh and the Messiah will come to live amongst us, and there will be no more need for the sun, because the light of them, which they are the light of the world, will light the earth. We'll have no need for the sun. Mm-hmm. So when we talk, so when we talk oh. about the issue of heaven, when we talk about the issue of heaven, it goes back to what me and Sister uh, Eliana was talking about in regards to the emperor and to the kingdom. Remember, the Messiah told us to preach, to, to pray this way. Our Father, which art in, in heaven, that's his home. That's his base. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Where? On earth. On earth. On earth. Not in heaven. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, yes. just like Rome was the capital of the Roman Empire, and that's what Constantine, he, he changed the city coast to it, he made it constant, he called it Constantinople. That was his home. That's where he ruled and governed from. But he ruled a very vast empire. So heaven is the home. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He has given the earth into the hands of man, but for some reason we keep wanting to get up out of here and go to heaven. 
And the reason we want to do that is because we've been taught to believe that. We've been taught to believe that we go to heaven. But Seth made it clear Absolutely. When we die, our spirits go back to the bosom of the Father and to the time of judgment. Unless we die as a result of being a witness, we're martyred, then we will, be, we will be amongst those who will be resurrected and will rule and reign on this earth for a thousand years, on this earth. Mm-hmm. So again, that's why I come out like truth. Because for so long, I had a history of listening to preachers. Now, I've listened to preachers that you see on TV. I sat in person, listened to these guys at their foot, face to face. I've had conversations with them. And, one, and then at, at one point, I was watching TV one day, and the Most High spoke to me through the Holy Spirit, who was our leader in God, because Seth was right. The, the, the kingdom of Elohim, the kingdom of God, is within you. What is within you? The Holy Spirit. Yahweh Shah said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. This he spoke of the Holy Spirit. And it says that the kingdom of God does not come with observation. In other words, you cannot say, I see it over there in Cairo. No, mm-hmm. Because... It says it's because in this particular era, in this particular age, this particular dispensation, the kingdom is within us. And as we subject and submit ourselves to the Holy Spirit, that's how we're being subject to the king and the kingdom, by being subject to the Holy Spirit. So that's how we're subject. So no, so this whole thing about everybody wanting to go to heaven, I know it sounds real good. It makes for good religion. It makes a good fairy tale, but I'm a realist. And to be honest with you, everything that I heard through religion about heaven, I did not want to go. Mm-hmm. And to this day, based upon what they told me, I don't want to go. Everybody's sitting around just singing in circles. I was like, come on. They're like, hey, you know, I'm a person of action. I like to be where the action is. So when I realized that I was in a kingdom and that the kingdom was here on earth, I got so excited. I was like, Wow. When I realized that this is a kingdom and not a religion, I'm telling you, that blew my mind. That's what sustained me through everything that I've been through. I understand that I am in a kingdom. When I read this book, I don't read it, I don't read it with religious spectacles on my eyes. I read it from the perspective of a kingdom. So when you were talking about earlier about training for reigning, well, let's think about what did Christ say when he, taught, when he gave the parable of the town? What did he say? What was the objective when he gave the parable of the town? And he said, well, sure. he, he said this. He said, if you can't be ruler of if you can't be ruler of another man, how will you ever come into rulership of your own? So if you don't pass the test here, because everybody's living for the here and now, but we're supposed to be living for the kingdom, not the here and now, because what we do here and now determines our reward and our place in the kingdom. Good point. Good point. Did he answer your question, Sister Eliana? Absolutely, he did, and I think he touched into the Vatican a bit. Uh, your question that you had asked him, I think he, he did a little bit yes, of that. Yes, I had to step away. I, I had to step yes, away. Yeah. And, and, yeah. But, but listen, I will, I will say this about heaven. I, I, I want to go, <laughs> if, if, what I heard. I just found out, because I don't want to be insensitive to those that this is a very, no, very common you. teaching it's among our people. This is a very common teaching among our people, and I don't want to. I don't want anybody feeling about the listen, folks. The, bo- the bottom line is this: truth of the matter is, yeah, LSU is right. It, it kind of hurt me a little bit, but once I found out, when you die, you not you don't. Dis- you know, David said in the Psalms many times. You know, when you go down to the pit. 
there's nobody that worshiping all of you. You've got to really listen to him because then you hear other songs where he's talking about you won't leave me there. So, David, for the record, you got to really listen to the Psalms. One minute he'll say, when I go down the dirt, there, there's no praise there. And I'm thinking, what? There's no praise. But then he says, Thou would not allow thy holy one to see corruption. And then he, if he says, talking about Jesus, but he says, Oh, uh, it's talking about Yeshua, Yahweh But later on, you hear David talking. He's talking about life after death. So we got to really divide the scripture and really get around people that understand the truth of the matter is if we die in Christ. And one of these things we're going to do teaching on hell and all that. Y'all going to be shocked to know my perspective. I'm not going to bring it out now. But trust me, folks. Um, <laughs> it's very uh, biblical, I'll say that, but it's going to be controversial because there's a lot of people. But if you just stick to the scriptures, just stick to the scriptures, folks. When it's talk about walking around in heaven on gold streets and uh, streets of gold, that is a true place, and that is real. So that's not fairy tale. That is the New Jerusalem, and that's when this earth is re- revamped, so to speak, for lack of a better term. Okay. It's going to be here. The, the Bible says even the Father is going to be here, the Son. This is what the Scriptures teach, folks. This is an ancient book that with, with laws, universal laws that cannot be broken, prophecies by the thousands that have come to pass. Doubt it if you want. That's where it talks about the New Jerusalem and, and the saints that have died in Christ and all of this. Now, folks, listen. For it's heaven... It's where the Father is now, but it doesn't say we're going to go there. Because Christ, when he says, I go there to prepare a better place, but he's preparing something that's coming down. The Bible talks about how the new Jerusalem is going to come down like a bride. It's going to be on this earth. So this is going to sound a little spooky and all that, but I'm going to say this real quick, and I'm going to go back to Sister Eliana. But, again, Brother Elisha, thank you. That was beautiful, what you just what I did get to hear. But let me just say this, folks, because this stuff kind of, Spooks a lot of people. You know, you're challenging their faith, you're challenging their belief. Everybody preaching going to heaven. Everybody. There's nobody hardly saying what we're saying. There are thousands of people saying what we're saying, but most folks don't listen that, that go that deep with teachers. They just go to church and just want to hear a little something, and that's all they know. But listen, the bottom line is turn your life over to the Most High. Seek Him because we're in for a rude awakening. What's happening? Uh, this show, this show is to, like I said, give you great news of safety, peace, and blessings, yet in the midst of straight-out war all around you. It's going to get rougher around you. Just be with the Father. Don't get caught outside of Him. Yes, it's not really good. And then those of us that's in Him, that's sold out, some of us will be martyred. You know, it's true. You know, many of us will be, many of us will suffer for Christ's sake. Not necessarily death, but just suffer for Christ's sake. We're already doing that. So, this good news, folks. It really is. And then the other thing is we don't want to, we don't want our people, we don't want the people of the Most High strengthening the evil one up financing your own doggone oppression. So we're trying to shed some light on that. So hopefully none of these things you've heard tonight have rattled you. We're going to try to put some final touches on this. 
I do think there needs to be a part two to this, and maybe even a part three, because we have yet to talk about the zombies of social media, how all our young people seem like all everybody, even older people now, just zombified, walk around looking down, never look up, see the birds. Nobody's observing the sky anymore. Everybody's stuck on their phones. It is a zombie type of environment, not to mention that the social media is on the heavy surveillance by the government. Everybody's stupid. They're suggesting your friends and asking you all these questions. Why do you want all these questions? Because it's the government. We ain't stupid. But my 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 thing t- to that real quick on this, and we'll hit this in less than thirty seconds in a minute. They cannot control all of us. That's why brother said the five smooth stones is trying to wake up masses because they can't stop masses like Snick was telling M.A.K. Martin the Kingdom. He had problems with King. He had problems with a one man army. You know, let's all be a united front. And I agree with Snick. Now, I think Martin has some points too, but we've got to wake up the masses. They cannot watch everybody. They don't have enough people. And then uh, we didn't talk about rap deviant culture. My goodness. Ella Shaw and brother John can just talk forever on that one. Rap. What is going on? LSU hit it last week talking about his son that was sleeping with his music in his ear. And that's all of our sons sleeping with his music in their ear. I'm telling you, Saints, if you got children that sleeping with rap music going on in their ear, that is not good. That's not good. You get them young because when they get to be old, you can't stop them. Then they'll do it every night. But, folks, it is not cool for to have your kids with earphones on all the time. And these cell phones, we need to rethink this whole thing because no matter what you're teaching your children, these cell phones is taking them in a different direction. Some of their friends are under the influence of oppressed by evil spirits. And why are you saying one good thing, spirit, move on them to call them and tell them something else? So... It's a lot of things we didn't hit tonight, but what I would like to do, and then there's the J again, uh, the, the J, the gay agenda. If I can talk tonight, we talked about the rapture and the one thousand year uh, rule of Christ, spiritual warfare in high places. We hit, we didn't hit our arm again. How you say pronounce it, Sister Eliana? I would love to hear you share about that. Maybe you can share about that in a little bit, Armageddon. Uh, but how you pronounce it? Har- it's actually Har Megiddo. It's not Armageddon. It's Hold on, I hear some noise in the background. I hear more noise in the background. Again, mute me if you're not talking. Go ahead. Yeah, I was saying that the the, the proper pronunciation is Har Megiddo, and it simply means Mount Megiddo, which is in the Kidron Valley in Israel. And what the... Bible teachers have done when they did replacement theology, they've, they've made this a whole nother thing. They've changed the name to Armageddon. And then we have the sensationalized version of the monsters and all of these creatures and space aliens coming to destroy the world. Uh, and, and this is Armageddon, meaning the end of the world. But in actuality, it's the word is Harmageddon. It's, it's a mountain. And it's the mountain's name is Megiddo. And then and the, the scripture talks about the father gathering the nations in that region and doing a battle there. So, because there's a great valley in that area. So this whole understanding of Armageddon is another contrived, kind of made-up, spooky story. You know, I want to say that the Catholic Church did a lot to put fear into the gospel, the good news. And the scripture says, the Most High said, I have not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. 
There you I, go. Read, I used to read that. I didn't understand why that was there, but now looking back, it was the Catholic Church that began to paint visions of hell with demons gnawing on people's legs and bodies and being tortured. And so a lot of people are, they carry a spirit of fear. Now the scripture says, fear the Lord or fear the most high, but it's not that kind of fear. It is not to walk around with dire fear, you panic attacks, I'm afraid of the dark kind of stuff. Something went bump in the night and oh, it's a spirit. No, it could be a mouse in your house, not a spirit. It could be Absolutely. something that you left on the edge of the counter and you bumped into it and it was teetering and it fell. So the Catholic Church is the culprit for this spirit of fear that is then translated in the, the teaching of the Christian church and many Christians are fearful. And this whole thing about Armageddon is tied into that misunderstanding about end time events. So that's what that's what I wanted to share about that. But the really the word is Har Megiddo. Mount Megiddo. And you, and you know what, sister, along those lines, uh, and we're going to wrap up here, but along those lines is uh, also the beast. All my life as a kid, I hear those beasts with all these horns and all that, and I thought there was really, and people even actually taught that there was really live, real beasts looking like horns and all this. And later on, I found out, oh, my goodness, that the horns of nations, it even says what they are. Again, folks, a lot of us are just not taught in the beast is a system. Um, yeah. And so I put that out there. Ellen sure, why don't you, I'm going to see how good you are, brother. We look, we look, we're going to wrap up in like three minutes here. I do want to wrap up first. i got to go. But it, quickly, hit what the beast is, and then, again, the horns are nothing more than the nations. And uh, what else? Uh, there's talk. There's a lot of talk in Revelation. It's not as spooky. Remember, I asked the Father for understanding. Folks, we're going to have to do a part two. We can't cover it all tonight. But I would like to address this whole thing about the beast. The beast. That's that's a bulk, the bulk of Revelation, it seems. But quickly, in about two minutes, and I do mean watch the clock, literally two minutes. What is the beast? I'm watching it. Okay, real quick. Mm. Uh, and we're going to get into the set. I suggest we do two more parts on this. Next week, that we start with Revelation 12 and go into 13 because that covers the woman who is, and when we talk about spiritual warfare, you're not going to get any more intense in any chapter in the book when it comes to warfare that Israel is going to engage in than Revelation chapter 12. Revelation 13 begins to address, it begins to address the issue of the beast. Now, when it says the beast, it has, it says ten horns and it has seven heads. Now, if you go back into Revelation 12, the first chapter, it talks about an appearance of a great wonder, and it talks about, um, in verse 12, verse 3, I'm seeing, in, verse, in chapter 12, it talks about a, what? A wonder in heaven, a great red dragon having seven heads, ten horns, and seven crowns. Well, the ten horns represent ten nations. It's a confederacy. The seven, the seven crowns or the seven stars represent seven continents because he's going to rule all seven of them. And he's going to rule them through that ten-nation confederacy. Oh, it gets deep, and we get into it. We get into it. That's- so, folks, again, y'all heard the words beasts and horns and, and uh, you know, these bowls and seals open. And, and, and I'm telling you, we're going to make it practical. You're going to see a lot of stuff. Is, I mean, just a classic example, like when it talks about this one bowl, I think it, the, when it goes out, and, it, and the water is the water is a poison, and you know I think it's something like three fourths. Again, I'm rusty here, but 
the bottom line is when you look at our planet, what what are they saying about the water for the most part? You know, it's being polluted. World the world, I'm talking with globally. And so why is it happening? You never ask that, do you? Why? Who who authorized it? A lot of these things are tied directly into the book of Revelation. We'll get more into that. Some areas I'm stronger in than others, but I think the Father, like I asked him, I've been able to understand that the, the thing I really want to talk about really briefly, I'm going to see Eliana for closing comments, and then Brother Ella Shure. Uh The thing I want to talk about next week, and that is Romans, I mean, excuse me, Revelation 17, when it talks about this whore, that's another person, uh, another player in, in the book of Revelation, the whore, Mystery Babylon, and it talks about how that there's going to be nations inside of this nation called a whore, Mystery of Avalon, that are going to be working for her demise. And that is exactly what is happening. There's nations within this nation, you know, and, and not only that, there's, there's entities like the businessman, the, the, how businessmen is, is, is literally taking jobs outside of the U.S. That's, this is completely against this country. And, 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 of course, they trying to get sweatshops and all this stuff. But what I'm saying is there's a lot of practices, even by the business world and, and really other nations, that is diametrically opposed to America. It's bringing her down. And so I want to hit that really hard next week again. The whore has these nations within her that hate her. The Bible says in Revelation they hate her. The nations hate her, and they're working inside of her to bring her down. And what does that mean? We'll play it out a little clearer next week. Uh, Sister Eliana, closing remarks quickly in about two or three minutes, and Ella Shield, then you're going to do the same thing. Please watch the clock. I'm going to wrap up quickly, quickly. All right. I want to say that um, for people who are listening and you are starting to become awakened, this is what you should know. We talked a little bit about the Catholic Church. We talked about the whore, the beast. And what I would like to say is the Catholic Church is responsible for a lot of the mis- education and misunderstanding that you have about the scripture and about who we are as Hebrew people. But also every church that is a Christian church that worships on Sunday is an offspring child product of Catholicism. And that is, this is why you cannot get the truth taught in these churches. So having that understanding, it helps you to understand what you need to do. Now, that you mean all of them? You know people are thinking that now. That's a pretty bold statement all of there. Them. Every Sunday worshiping church is under the direct influence of Catholicism. Everyone. That's a bold statement. It's a true Well, I would say this. I got saved on a lot of them. I got delivered on a lot of them. And I do think they... I do think that isn't the proper day to worship, but at the same time, it's the heart, it's the spirit, and uh, I do think a lot of them, is, like Cecilia, I'm saying Catholicism everywhere, from the altar symbolism, uh, belief systems, concept of a lot of stuff. I'm not going to open up this barrel of worms, but you know, there's a, maybe we'll get into that next week. How much Catholicism and New World Orders in our worship, y'all will be very shocked. So she is not, I, I, I just think that there are some that have the heart. You know, you talked about your father and my father and my mother. They come up in those churches, and, I, and I'm not going to, you know, I learned 
that's our foundation. Now, is it faulty? Is it some things? Yep, yep, yep. But the bottom line is the heart. You know, the heart. Father winks at a lot of this ignorance. So I do feel you, sister. I can't deny. I do feel you. Uh, any more comments? You done? I'm done on that note. All right, sister. Ellen, I really appreciate. Go ahead. I was just saying shalom to the people, and uh, looking forward to talking with you next week. All right. Well, appreciate you, sister, and we'll look forward to hearing from you next week. Uh, Brother Elishua, please, in less than two minutes, two, three minutes, please make it no more, please. We're about to okay, run out of space quick, here real quick. Real quick. The era that we're in is called the age of Aquarius. The age of Aquarius is anybody who's familiar with uh, astronomy, and I'm not saying astrology because astronomy is actually in the Bible. I can show it to you in the Torah, and I can also show it to you in the book of Job. Uh, oh, they're going to say you need to astrology, brother. That's what they're going to say. No, I said astronomy, and I wanted to talk about clarified astronomy. And when it talks about talking about you are not knowing the signs of the time, that's another indication that we don't know because we've been led to follow calendars rather than to follow the moon, which is what the Most High intended as far as our dates and our times, as far as our calendar. <laughs> so, that's true. So much, in the, so much in the regard. And regard real quick, to, and, and next week, uh, uh, in regards to the Catholic Church, the word Catholic Church comes from all, the word Catholic comes from all comprehensive. So the Eliana is being very nice when she says the Catholic Church. What she should say is the Christian Church, because the Catholic Church is the Christian Church. That's where we get the whole concept of Christianity. And the objective was to be all conclusive. When you talk about one world religion, it's going to be Christianity. Look up what Catholic means. And the last week, not next week, because I doubt if you have time to get into it, if you get into Revelation 12 and 13. But the following week, when we go into dealing with the issue of Babylon, Revelation 17, the Holy Spirit is literally going to shock everybody on this line when you find out what all that entails and how it's connected to the Catholic Church and false religion. And when it talks about the wine of fornication, it's talking about false doctrine associated with Christianity. I'm going to show it to you from the, from the dictionaries, from the scriptures, from the Bible. Well, brother, you're going to have to do that again. Uh, and I've, I've seen him do it, and y'all... Don't be rattled. Many of y'all thinking, oh, he's going to prove my salvation. No, we still believe in the Messiah. No, 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 no. And the Most High, but a lot of his practices around the Messiah and the Most High, the brother really got something to say. So, y'all, we'll, we'll, we will look forward to that, LSU. Listen, thank you, man, for coming on tonight. Doing a very good job. You did a very good job. Again, you and Sister Eliana, Brother John, I promise y'all did probably as good as you ever have, and I appreciate that, brother. Love you all. I appreciate everyone on the line. Most definitely you, sir. <clears throat> Well, all right, brother. Okay, brother, I was sure that was him, and I really did appreciate him. Did a lot. Y'all just, just, you just got a little sample. That brother can go. You heard Cecilia? Didn't she do well? My goodness. And brother John, what about brother John? Early on, these are who I roll with, along with a few other people. Uh, love everything on y'all. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. Good night. God bless you. Check out this last song. It's kind of relevant. It is relevant. Good night. Tonight. I got a young man I want to introduce you to. We call him Ike Knight. Oh yeah, I'm a music major.
ขัดไม่อาบุง